द बेस्ट स्पीकिंग फ्री टाइम्स ऑफ इंडिया द बेस्ट स्पीकिंग फ्री वॉल्यूम फाइव प्री फेस फॉर अ मेन स्ट्रीम न्यूज पेपर हुज वर्क इज मेनली टू रिपोर्ट इवेंट फ्रॉम अराउंड दी वर्ल्ड माइनस अ ग्रेट अमाउंट ऑफ टैम्परिंग और एनालिस द टाइम्स ऑफ इंडिया हैज़ बीन एक्सट्रीमली रिस्पॉन्सिबल इन इट्स मिशन फॉर मोर देन अ सेंचुरी एंड एंड अ हाफ नाउ द न्यूज़ पेपर हैज़ कवर्ड ग्लोरियस हाई एज वेल एज पिटीफुल लोज येट फॉर अ लॉन्ग टाइम देर वॉज नो सेंस फॉर अ डीप सीटेड सेटिसफैक्शन दैट कम फ्रॉम अ जॉब वेल्ड इन इट वॉज दिस सेंस ऑफ डिससेटिसफैक्शन disenchantment and a drive to move beyond mere reporting mostly of brutalities death and destruction that gave rise to speaking tree this column has been has been a forum for readers to decipher understand and accept disturbing event news in a philosophical way at a very basic level it helps readers to cope it helps reader This column has been forum for reader to decipher, understand, and accept a dis- disturbing event news in the philosophical way at a very basic level. It helps reader to cope in an all-too-familiar context the relevance of religion, spirituality, and philosophy at a higher and far from sublime level. These columns assist readers to shift the transient from the permanent, the truth from the web. of deception and wisdom from a maze of unfurling lies it aspires to provide hope to provide hope and successor to fatigue mind turbulent hard and burdened spirit and provide security in the knowledge that ultimately it it is this hope and the strength derived from it that keeps the human spirit afloat the present volume consists of of the more stimulating presentation of the column over the past years every contribution needless to say is potent through enough to transform human abilities capabilities and this interfere interface with life and its apps we offer this book to you as a gift with the great hope that will that will open up your mind and soul inspire your spirit and become a speed and become a sweet companion along the walk of your life by indu jain new delhi april 2010 content introduction what is spirituality but an attempt to con- to connect with the almighty to commune with the with the higher level of the universe and achieve a transcendental state of being spirituality is an idea has invited much visitation primarily due to the increasing and oppressive presence of stress pain and unhappiness from the collective to the individual pain permeates to the recess of the mind and compel the individual to cope with the loss the crisis nothing is forever and therefore sorrow and deep dejection are as transient transient as success and elation while it is easier to wear the the later lightly the cross the cross is harder is harder to bear in the 
in the case of the latter spirituality and its varying form and elements are means to deal with the same with an overall objective of helping the individual cope and ultimately pushing his being being toward a state that views such event objectively without the inclusion of too many emotion the end result a reawakening a reopening and a resurgence of a whole new world that hinges on peace benediction and sublime happiness all of it sounds stuff when viewed in a jargon spawned atmosphere and the path to happiness ought not to be so complicated in recognition of this the times of india went ahead and launched a unique concept called the speaking tree this is an exceptional feature and occupies an important place in the edit way the speaking tree aims very modestly to help people cope better with their lives surrounding an immediate sense of nothingness it destructs the complex layer and complicated nuance related to life religion and spirituality and hands down little pearl of wisdom in an easy to understand and follow easy to understand and follow format and while trying to do so it draws on personal experiences anecdotes stories drawn from indian mythology and from the and from those around the world this is compact wisdom as handed down through the ages through generation of races through their collective and cohesive effort to find the meaning of life truth peace and happiness to know and realize a state of the brahman this book is a collection of the best that the speaking tree has had to offer over the past over the past year 2009 from the interpretation of the great men embodiment of divinity themselves jesus kabir tulsidas etc right up to modern thinkers such as tagore gandhi and even osho this book encapsulates many of their ideas and suggested path in addition there are ordinary people people like you and me have had experienced extreme trauma in their lives and have come out of it much stronger their life notes are captured for readers to know and gain from finally there are there are probable answer to question and intermittent and intermittent thought that arises and captures the human mind from time to time one recurrent theme that runs through all the articles is the stress on humanity the prime position of the collective over the individual most article god readers to arise out of the well of the myopic and nuclei conditioning in addition authors circumvent the path of ritual and approach the idea of god through simplistic means that rest on fundamental value of goodness and generosity in a world where my god is better than your god and religion is no longer a soulful experience this book is a useful this book is a useful recourse balance your budget reach in and reach out by by sadhu uh, vishwamurti das the best 
the best of the countries and corporation are so because they have the best of budgets hence the concern over the national budget however if people spend as much time worrying about their domestic budget is they did about the national one globally things would be different how many focus inward to analyze how exactly they have budgeted their own hard earned money many of many of us continue to spend well beyond our income inviting debt bhagwan swami narayan advises in his shiksha shiksha patri one should keep a daily record of one's expenditure and income and should always live within one means all of us rich or poor should give something to charity still fewer people have worked out a life budget for themselves a life budget includes committing committing time to self family society and god the lives of those who do this get enriched not just financially but also socially and spiritual and spiritually many corporate executive invest their invest all their time and effort in pursuing their careers and climbing the professional ladder is it is it at all worthwhile most discover that their victory is empty and that they won it at an im irreparable loss to their health family and psyche incurring obesity heart disease and fatigue on the psychological front separated spouse estranged children and uncared for parent on the on the family front on the family front frustration depression and stress on the psycho psychological front in many societies this phenomenon has resulted in a tragic burgeoning of suicide and cardiovascular and cancer related death the royal bank of canada devoted one of its monthly letter to this problem this one with this problem with this title let's slow down we are victim of mounting tension it it enunciated it enunciated we have difficulty relaxing we are not living fully for many for many in india too life has taken on these contour and living it is rather like going downhill in the truck without brakes but it is not it it's still not too late the world health organization who predicts that stress will be the number one killer in the world by 2020 and stress is usually nothing more than any more than an individual failures to balance to balance his lifestyle living life is a living life in a healthy manner and living it fully means we have to maintain regular food habit and follow a sensible diet regular exercise and rest going out with family working for charity and spending some time in reflection meditation and prayer there is only one way there is only one way to survive overwork or or burnout be brave and bail out or you will be a loser life right race only produces losers it has no winners even if it does even if it does the winner is still a rat and usually a very 
and usually a very large one a sage asked a prosperous a prosperous king if you were about to die of thirst and starvation and someone offered you a glass of water and a loaf of bread in exchange for your wealth and king and kingdom would you give them to him of course i would replied the king anybody anybody would said then asked then asked the sage have you wasted your entire life amazing all this land and wealth when they are worth no more to you than a glass of water and a loaf of bread human life is priceless god has god has be bequeathed this limitless treasure trove to all and as diversification is one of the secret to successful investment so it is the secret to a joyous and blessed life reach into your soul and reach out to your family society and family society and god budget well next is sorry champ but this style shoe pass by samantha mohanty at the first grand slam tennis event 2000 event of 2009 the australian open one got to see sublime tennis as well as the depth of the human soul in the final that pitted rafael nadal against roger federer for the for the record federer lost lost a classic to nadal the match went the complete five set distance and will undoubtedly be a manual for aspiring tennis player the world over the behavior of the two champion at the presentation ceremony after the match however should speak to the heart of every human being as federer carrying his runner up shield choked on his choked on his tears the the pain the pain on the face of nadal was there for all to see the later body language as he accepted the champion's trophy was muted there have been many poignant and moving spectacles of triumph in in sport that sunday afternoon at the rod lever arena rod lever arena in melbourne the stage expanded to show us the greatness of the human spirit here then here then were two men joined not just not just by sporting history but by mutual recognition of the effort it has taken to mold themselves into the champion into the champion they are they know only they know only too well the arts of grinding pounding training that make their routine day after day these are two men who recognizes that behind every champion stand many shadow mocking their passion and ability these are two men joined by deep respect for each other's pain and talent boxers mohammad ali once said champions are made from something they have deep inside them a desire a dream a vision nadal and federer are two champions who on that stage showed their essential connectedness their rivalry is already being hailed as one of the greatest ever in the game but that did not stop federer from weeping openly at his at his loss he was not afraid to show his wound to his great rival to tell him 
that all his sacrifices in preparing for the tournament had come had come to naught he did not keep a brave face sans ego the vulnerable federal touched a chord in all of us nadal not only saw the wound he felt it a sanskrit shloka says just as the fruit laden trees bows low does the accomplished person in humility never has one heard of the champion apologizing to the defeated rival for for this win nadal has done that on a number of occasion he said sorry to federer at the post match press conference and immediately after collecting the championship trophy from rod lever the new australian open champions may be just 22 year old but he has the humility of truly wise osho tells the story of a king who asked a rishi for a powerful talisman the rishi gave him a ring containing a folded slip of paper and asked him to open it when faced with extraordinary situation whether of tragedy or triumph the talisman the rishi told the king will keep him grounded it would help him keep his head in any situation the king had many occasion to experience the power of the writing on the paper during a long reign the paper had the paper had on it a simple line this too shall pass event and emotions in our life stay alive only in our memory what remain is one who experience unmoved and immovable the one witness the presence within us the great drama of the federer radel rivalry brings alive the power of the talisman word both players have promised to be the back next year for both the moment this year too shall pass just as many triumph and defeats have next is don't worry about tomorrow face today with courage jesus of nazareth do not store up for yourself treasure on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal but store up for them for yourself treasures in heaven where where neither moth nor rust destroy and where thieves do not break in or steal or where your treasure is there your heart will be also no one can serve two master for there he will hate the one and love the other or he will be devoted to one and despise the other you cannot serve god you you cannot serve god and wealth for this reason i say to you don't be worried about your life as to what you will eat or what you will drink nor for your body as to what will what you will put on it is not is not life more than food and the body more than clothing look at the look at the birds of the air that they do not sow nor reap nor gather into barns and yet and yet your heavenly father feeds them are you not worth much more than they and who who of you by being worried can add a single hour 
improve his life and why are you worried about clothing observe how the lilies of the field grow they do not toil nor do they spin yet i say to you that not even solomon in all of his glory clothed himself like one of these but if god so clothes the grass of the field which is alive today and tomorrow is thrown into the furnace will not he not much more clothe you you of a little faith do not worry then saying what will what will we eat and what will we drink and what will we wear for clothing for the for the gentiles eagerly seek all these things for your heavenly father knows that you need all these things but first but first seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you so do not worry about tomorrow do not worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will care for itself each day has trouble of its own do not judge so that you will not be judged for for in the day you you judge you will be judged and you by your standard of measure it will be measured to you why do why do you look at the speck that is that is in your brother eye but but do not notice the log that is in your own eyes or how can you say to your brother let me take the speck out of your eye and behold the log is in your own eye you reciprocate first take the log out of your own for your own eye and then you will see clearly to take the speck out of your brother's eye do not do not give what the holy to dog and do not throw your pearl after after swine or they will trample them under their feet and turn and tear you into pieces ask and it will be given to you seek and you will find knock and it will be open to you for everyone who asks receive and he who seeks find and to him who knocks it will open or what man is there among you who when his son asks for a loaf will give him a stone or if he asks for a fish he will not give him a snake will he if you then being evil how know how to give good gifts to your children how much more will your father who is in heaven give what is good to those who ask him in everything therefore treat people the same way you want them to treat you for this for this is the law and and the prophet enter through the narrow gate for the gate is wide and the way is broad that leads to destruction and there are many who enters through it for the gate is small and the way is narrow that leads to life and there and there are few who find it the gospel according to saint matthew extract from the sermon on the mount next is the right attitude can lead to empowerment discourse swami sukha bodhananda
a young girl walks on the lonely street unhappy with herself she is not beautiful like others are my friends have boyfriend and i do not they are happy since i am not beautiful i have no boyfriend a strong breeze blows against her face and her silky hair start dancing it says to her be like me my child go with the flow and you will glow the breeze teaches her to have an attitude which will lift her beyond mere physical beauty the breeze is constantly moving so to move with the vastness of life without getting stuck be like it constantly move the breeze says to her i do not move for happiness but out of happiness i do i do not dance for happiness but out of happiness a youth a youth should learn this art to operate from happiness and not for happiness happiness is an attitude to be a winner in life is also an attitude your attitude is more important than fact for the right attitude can empower you when you are empowered you are bigger than a problem rather than a victim to the problem and living in such a space makes you a winner an easy task becomes difficult when you have a peer when you have a poor attitude a difficult task becomes challenging when you have a good attitude change your body posture a trainer talking to student on the subject of public speaking told them when you talk of heaven your heaven your face must be glowing and radiating joy your eyes must shine and lips should reflect heaven what about talking of hell asked the student your normal face is enough replied the trainer change your mind always entertain healthy thought positive thought are a great asset a pessimist sees difficulty in any opportunity with an optimist sees opportunity in a difficulty understand that when one door closes another opens trust life insecurity invites you to be alert and not worried it tells you to be creative and not and not complain one has to know how to take it easy and float in life and not flight with life you can't fight with the waves but you can but you can learn to float change your emotion the quality of your life is the quality of your consistent emotion when your emotion is low just change it think of a happy incident change your values have values that connect to goodness and connect to people lots of people fear failure death insecurity and rejection come from come from a commitment that failure is only the failure is only postponed is postponed success failure failure is the fertilizer for success if you bring this energy into your failure it will give you method of handling fear of failure also understand that fear is a moment of thought thought is nothing but a moment of of the mental world if you get identified with a failure which is actually just a thought which is actually just a thought which again is just a word then this identification makes you a prisoner 
of fear also this thought fear unconsciously pulls in the previous memories of fears and with the past fear a snowballing effect happen so when fear happen just become totally aware and don't get identified with what thought with wordless awareness just watch this is watching this watching will not allow the previous fears to have a snowballing effect this is called objective watching if you feel unsecure because you have a concept of what is security and from that concept you are seeing life anything anything that does not fit that concept makes you insecure if you have the spirit of adventure in you then insecurity is great adventure for you to explore you will have fun with that insecurity learn to trust that insecurity is inviting you to be creative next is make the right choice has never been easy by anshul chaturvedi while it is not necessary that everyone who chooses love over hate will have an oscar will have an oscar moment the import of what ar rahman state in this in his acceptance speech speech at the oscar recently is one that perhaps merit a few minute of reflection all of my life i have had a choice between love and hate and i have chosen love and i am here throughout our lives we are faced with choices and these includes these includes love and hate the choice that last is not always what we understand to be love for what we initially take to be love can end in acri acrimony bitterness regret and even hatred strange as it might seem we do we do sometimes manage to find hate even in what we believe to be love as if there were a deficit of hate fear anger and pain in the course of the daily struggle for existence when rahman spontaneously says that he has chosen love over hate it sounds simplistic perhaps choosing love over hate is something that only someone like like rahman emerged as he is in making music can do as his is more philosophical and spiritual and spiritual vocation that what most of us are engaged in doing as a part of our working lives maybe we could at least choosing not hating over hating however the choice often does not seem to be a choice at all often we don't really choose to be angry hurtful resentful or hateful we tend to get consumed by these emotion despite ourselves we seem to be a former present sarvapalli radha krishnan says in this commentary on the bhagavad gita helpless tools of nature american psychologist david seabury however thought that nature still gave us the final choice he says nature is at work character and destiny are her handiwork she gives us love and hate jealousy and reverence all all that is ours is the power is the power to choose which which impulse we shall we shall follow
exercising that power consciously consciously run apart from the purely uh, philosophical point of philosophical point of love being greater than hate perhaps add a few years to and reduce a few tears from our worldly existence the absence of hatred is not however an indication of of passive existence it it is in many ways the antithesis of it krishna advises arjuna to fight without passion or ill will without anger or attachment we must fight against what is wrong but if we allow ourselves to hate that ensure our spiritual defeat says radha krishnan the popular poster with the little anyways sold on payment start with a line people are illogical unreasonable and self centered love them anyway it ends with these words give the world the best you have and you will get kicked in the teeth give the world the best you have anyway maybe when you when you begin with with loving people anyway putting your hurt and anger and angst aside that is when you are able to give the world the best you have looking at rahman talking about choosing love over hate on platform where he stood because he has been able to give the world the best he has all this does not make some sense doesn't it perhaps we can't always choose love when our reflexes is to hate but we can but we can at least choose not to hate we can try to be forgiving to be compassionate we may not have the arc light on us and televised audience but perhaps when our time is up we can look back and say to ourselves i could choose between love and hate and i choose not to hate next is for that for that healing touch keep a daily general by marguerite theophil one of the most simple and effective healing tools that help us know ourselves more deeply and and unearth the deep spiritual part of our lives of ourselves is writing or journaling yet most people even those who know or accept this still tends to avoid it adopting the discipline of flowing of flow writing or doing morning pages is an amazingly effective tool for uncovering issues and stresses in a in a kind of basic self therapy process and surprisingly the disowned part of us that emerges often in in such writing is not just uh, is not just the unacceptable but often our hidden and submerged noble or spiritual aspect too but how should i do this you might ask kabi tells us wherever you are is the entry point there is something very healing about simply letting yourself ride and the way to do that is to begin where you are this writing process of our journey of our journey 
true wholeness invites a different approach than we are used to instead of the instead of the usual blow by blow account of how our day has been we are encouraged to put pen to paper preferably each morning either either for a timid period or for a specific number of pages and just write just flow write what you ask the simple answer is whatever float around in your mind is that moment write as the thought tumble out no matter how disconnected rambling repetitive banal and boring or as deep and profound as they might be strongly resists the urge to leave out cancel correct grammar or punctuation or bother about the neatness of the handwriting just write be warned it is mostly banal and everyday with rare flashes of insight and profundity and while it is recommended you focus on the here and now it is quite permissible to flip into the past and future if your thought take you there the good part is that you cannot do this exercise wrong it is fine it is fine to sound happy excited adventurous creative and even petty critical worried winning or scared if it is that simple and the result are that good what stops us it is those assumption about good writing and those critical voices often from our childhood and almost all have internalized and just can't seem to shut off even when they are not needed at all julia cameron the author of the artist way the book on creative practice to recommend her morning pages almost as spiritual discipline as perceptively noted we are trained to self doubt to self scrutiny in in the place of self expression as a result most of us try to write too carefully we try to do it right we try to sound smart we would like invisible others to approve or admire what we write but flow writing goes much better when we don't work as it is so hard we need to give ourselves permission to just hang out to just hang out in the page writing in writing in this new way as we gradually come and learn not only provide a means for all those jammering thought and opinion in our head to be cleared out and sorted and perhaps process it also gives us all kind of insight into ourselves we can slow down enough to get to know ourselves better reading a month worth of back pages can shock us with how much time we focus on a particular area or moment of our life it can show it can show up unhelpful habitual pattern help us with goal and direction making those necessary changes or show us perhaps that things are not as bad as we assume or how much there is to be grateful for in our lives next is begin with begin with fasting and see and see what happens by acharya mahaprajna 
टू ओवरकम पैशन इज द चीफ पर्पज ऑफ स्पिरिचुअलिटी नॉन प्रोसेशन नॉन वायलेंस ट्रुथ शास्टिटी फॉरगिवनेस कंटेंटमेंट चैरिटी एंड एंड पाइटी ऑल दीज आर प्रिस्क्राइब सो एज टू मिटिगेट मिटिगेट द फोर्स ऑफ पैशन सेल्फ कंट्रोल इज रिक्वायर्ड टू मिटिगेट द पैशन द प्रैक्टिस इज नेसेसरी महावीरा लिस्टेड ट्वेल्व काइंड ऑफ पेनेसेंस ही सेट स्टार्ट द प्रैक्टिस ऑफ सेल्फ कंट्रोल विद सम विद सम पेनेंस बिगिन विद फास्टिंग the sadhak who wants to achieve self realization does not adopt two different path nor does he pursue two different objective sectarian thought may wander into contrary direction but the moment of spirituality is singularity unitary to arrive at one at one and the same point mahavira said eating constitutes the the greatest obstacle to self control it give rise to indol it give rise to indolence we have some we have some primary urge if if we cannot if we cannot control them how can we ever do away with other complex urges based upon and proceeding from the primary one the urge to live to consume food the sexual urge and the urge to fight these are the fundamental urges these are found in all living being if we cannot regulate them how can we control other complex urges founded upon these in the principles of psychology william james says in order to lead a good life it is necessary to develop good habit and good habit can be developed only through practice if we think that we can develop good habit without any practice we are in for disappointment and occasion arises and we and we have a longing for sweet for sweet because the tongue is accustomed to a particular taste the nerves and muscles come to demand something which they are accustomed to having on to having on a particular occasion in the matter of eating thinking or doing any other work our sinew habitually function in the manner we have accustomed them to function those who live in a in a high rise building are at first extremely careful while while descending the while descending the stairs gradually they become accustomed to the act and do it mechanically with no special attention to begin with the novice typist look at each letter before they type but with practice their finger move freely and they type matter without looking at the keyboard since the finger have grown accustomed to it similarly in any undertaking our sinews start working in the manner we have accustomed we have accustomed them to function and the task stand fulfilled without any conscious effort on our part mahavira said if one undertake retrospection of the day event one must do it regularly at the appointed hour not fitfully not doing it today neglecting to do it tomorrow and the day after and then talking it up again on the fourth day such irregular practice is not conducive 
to the confirmation of the habit of retrospection you practice forgiveness today show tolerance but quarrel and fight the next next day forgive again and yet again quarrel and fight this will not confirm in you the habit of forgiveness if you want to cultivate a habit do it without any reservation till it is firmly established until it is confirmed until it becomes a part of your character let there be no exception no relaxation of effort that is second principle of body training of accustoming the body to bear discomfort the state of indifference is achieved through the practice of asanas and pranayam the body is so trained as to perform any task you you command that the second principle of self control is the is the training of the body the third principle of self control is living in seclusion it means not to allow the present moment to continue but to reverse it there are there are the order of nature and the order of sadhana by living in uh, seclusion we can change nature that belong to the that belong to the order of sadhana next is nirvana can wait let's try more smile smiles instead we are all hell bent on seeking happiness but it is so elusive that the frustrating pursuit end up making us increasingly unhappy ana 92 has the antidote to this conundrum major surgery last august and fracture shoulder this january have not hindered his daily spiritual q and a session with this multi multinational disciple the man whom his devoted family calls ana is ramesh balsekar the london university commerce graduate former mr bombay and banker who is globally deferred to as the master of pure Advaita he is also a great teller of jokes pulling them out of his cut pasted and classified prove to leaven the denser point of philosophy my son is married to his granddaughter and they live with him and emma shada ena wife of 69 we get privilege of an elevating encounter with the household sage every sunday when we go over for a family lunch last july he handed me he handed me one of his book in intuingly titled pursue happiness and get enlightened enlightened those on a higher plane may know that true bliss or ecstasy is quite different from mortal or material measures of the of the happiness question but to the spiritually challenge ana had opened the conventional order we had always believed happiness to be the coveted end product of enlightenment 
not its prerequisite raw material then a couple of weeks ago there were report of recent research indicating that our genes determined whether we will be the sunny side ups who see the donut or the swords who see only the whole combined with the earthly addition of the balsaker doctrine did this mean that optimists have a better shot at nirvana then the glamis can karma really be checkmated by something as mundane as an individual genetic programming of his messenger molecule serotonin knowing as little of the of the esoterics of science as of spiritualism this writer will not venture a conclusion but but she would like to strike a blow for for being upbeat especially in the keynesian kaliyug of downturn genes are too difficult to pin down but conditioning certainly pushed me into the into the smiley cam my father had a my father had a two gun armory for the battle of life by far the bigger weapon was make your own sunshine my source which he fired at us at every opportunity to even without the slightest provocation the other incidentally was be flexible if you blend a if you blend a little you you don't you won't break in earlier adult years my conditioned response was maddening why did why did i automatically why did i automatically find a way to lift up myself and my spirit after every put down instead of mustering a spirited dying like rage rage against the dying of the light and the denial of due due pious later wisdom made me submit more willingly to bad diy prescription for happiness for it meant no one can push you into the dungeon of power play pukes or pettiness you don't have to a sultan of swat you just subconsciously converted threat years ago a punishment posting became an opportunity freeing up the time needed to research and write the longer pieces which simply were not possible in my earlier flashier position it was effected just naturally without a role or wardrum and confessedly not doffing of the cap to dad's daily ins- insistence on manufacturing your own sunshine myos is not passive is not passive acceptance it is active cloud dispelling intervention so if you recently got the sms which said due to cost cutting directive the light at the end of the tunnel has been switched off all you have to do was switch on your torch and keep it and keep it at it you may have not found nirvana but the diy experience would have been enlightening next is what you might henceforth learn at business school by prakash shesh good business school are becoming aware that apart from learning how to maximize wealth they need 
to also learn how to maximize happiness their own and and to those around them there is a difference between happiness and what we describe as joy and pleasure on a warm day what a glass of cold lemon juice gives gives you is pleasure and for it is a momentary and sensory happiness on the other hand is experience in the mind and is therefore infinitely more powerful we are are we happier today than we need a hundred years ago if we are not isn't it amazing that technological aids have not been able to add to our happiness what could what could we do to feel happy or happier number one is identify what makes you happy i have met a very few people who are clear about what makes them happy since they are unclear about their objective they live a perennially unhappy life list down what will make you happy generate goals that are specific achievable but challenging number two is compete with with yourself a study conducted at harvard demonstrated that people are happier are happier when they are relatively more prosperous than their compatriot respondent choose between two situation your annual salary is 1 lakh dollar while your compatriot gets 75000 dollars b your annual salary is 1 lakh 50000 dollar while your compatriot gets 1 lakh 75000 dollars through this salary was more than in the b situation respondent overwhelmingly preferred why not compete with oneself instead of grieving over others achievement number 3 is don't expect everyone to agree with you we usually equate disagreement with enmity in spite of knowing that that intelligent people rarely agree on anything every individual has a perspective that is unique so try and persuade the other people but don't be unhappy if you if you fail number 4 is live life according to your belief intellectual independence must follow financial dependence implement your belief without without inconveniencing others and be happy number 5 is live in the present the past is dead and gone keep into it only to learn from mistakes dream of the future but remember you can't enjoy it until it becomes your present so don't postpone what you can do today number 6 is increase the sources of your happiness gardening singing playing an instrument exercising meditating the more the merrier number 5 is limit your desires we get caught in that vicious spiral of finite want the happiness you derive from moving from one product to another bigger better more expensive is at best short lived try to figure out what you can do without incremental benefit as as you climb up the value chain of materialism are fewer than the incremental cost that you might incur number 8 is forgive and forget forgiving your opponent who played dirty may not make you a winner but it would unsurely make you happier jealousy and prolonged anger are are agent of death number 9 is 
keep your curiosity alive people who vigorously retain the childlike habit of questioning are happy on two count they enjoy getting to know the answer and their curiosity keeps their mind alive and kicking number 10 is shun hypocrisy we worship women as goddess but don't respect them but don't respect them at home workplace or any other or any other situation we keep our courtyard clean by dumping garbage in the neighbor compound or on the street double standard don't contribute to happiness number 11 is spend time with young their happiness is infectious and cost nothing number 12 is give liberally share your smile advice share money help or just company giving should reduce your asset but giving happiness actually increases your own inventory just try it out next is to get to get peace within there is no shortage of institution and organization that teach how to wage war but who teaches peace who teaches how to look at conflict from the perspective of peace spiritual gurus teach peace however separating the art and science of peace from the mainstream would lead to would lead to only more conflict and confusion the government have dedicated ministries and department for defense but none are dedicated to teaching peace passive pacifism is perceived as being antithetic to real politics because those in government view pacifism as a weak strategy offense is not the best form of defense it requires far more courage to stand up for peace then for war what is the relevance of teaching peace in government those in governance need to value those who teach peace a great start would be would be to set aside at least 1% of the defense budget to teach peace individual and civil society groups have have for long taken up in the cause of peace but when the initiative comes from the government as a sahabhagi in the form of participatory governance in the peace movement the impact would completely transform your way your way of life we need to cultivate peace grassroots upward peace ought to be a part of child school curriculum the times the times foundation has a mission the times foundation has a mission to teach and create and create public awareness of the need to cultivate a peace perspective through the world wisdom center by supporting effort toward achieving achieving this goal it can be easily done because we are requesting people to make available any space they have that is free from time during the day for activities of the teach peace movement and to strengthen the alliance for a human for a new humanity why do we need why do we need 
to become to become a teach piece the so called difference is religious scriptures is what is what what lead to conflict we need we need to find commonalities and highest and highlight them for our great common benefit science and spirituality could come together toward expanding human consciousness taking us on the path of oneness for example electricity is a scientific invention it gives light and heat but it is not restricted to only the person or place of in of place of intervention invention is available to people worldwide similarly religious doctrines have in them ways to acquire peace not just for the followers of one guru or religions but also for everyone to live in harmony and peace talk of peace is valuable when it refers to inner peace only when it will aid a great transformation bringing about harmony as we realize we are we are all one teach peace is joining hand with with deepak chopra alliance for a new humanity and many other renowned many other renowned master and gurus so that as sahabhagis we can we can make progress on the path of inner peace that is long awaited the need of the r is a peace alliance spiritual master we have academies and centuries that train student to fight for peace but none to train people to love for peace resolve conflict through dialogue and understanding in practice rather than theory the art of life of learning how how to coexist peacefully to respect all religion and faith is something that needs to be taught and inculcated from childhood children should learn that there are different way of reaching the human destination through perfection that is to experience the utmost flowering the oneness after all what do we have beside us all we have is us it is important to teach children the peaceful way of life teach peace will show the way of life where there is a little or no room for conflict teach peace will create harmony and oneness among all the among all the nature thank god thank god it is a wabi sabi life of imperfection by margie by margie right theophil there is a crack a crack in everything that is how the light gets in simple yet profound uh, these line brings to brings to a mind a japanese concept wabi sabi that confer value to what may be what may be unfinished imperfect and faulty wabi sabi is centered on the acceptance of transcend of transcendence while nurturing all that is authentic acknowledging three simple realities nothing last nothing is finished and nothing is perfect the phrase comes from two words wabi and sabi which i was told do not translate easily or directly into english in fact the word in fact the words were not clubbed together in 
in earlier times wabi refers to tranquility also poverty and originally was about the loneliness of living remote from society someone simple non materialist non materialistic humble and in tune with nature would be described as wabi the life of the hermit came to be called wabi zumai essentially the life of wabi a life of solitude and simplicity sabi by itself means lean or withered as also the bloom of time sign of fading tarnishing the aging and dulling of that which once sparkled these meanings begin to begin to change around 600 years ago in the 14th century with the zen approach giving it more positive a uh, coloration with wabi kono uh, connotin simplicity freshness and understated elegance that can be applied to both natural and human made object and wabi referring to beauty that comes with age or even in any visible repair wabi sabi things were were close seen to carry the burden of their years with dignity and grace it can it can also refer to quick and anomalies uh, arising from the process of creation which add which add uniqueness and elegance to the to the object like the like the raku fired pottery piece which sits on my desk it is it is uneven etched unevenly glazed unbearing the mask of my hand the randomly crack cracked lines and hints of metallic lesser that surprised me when it emerged from the from the kiln make it so beautiful unexplicably it grows lovelier each passing day wabi sabi is not just about object it is an approach to life daisets t suzuki one of the one of the first scholars to interpret japanese culture and zen buddhism for non japanese giving us a fuller pen picture it is dash to be satisfied with a little hut a room of two or three tatami mats with a dish of vegetable picked in the neighboring field and perhaps to be listening to the pattering uh, of a gentle spring rainfall for those of us who cannot go off to the forest and must continue to live in our high rise apartment living a wabi sabi life a simple is simple but may be but may be so easy as as a respected teacher once smilingly pointed out to begin with it requires us to develop a more trusting approach to replace the stress of relentless action and competition with a willingness to let life unfold without needing control over every aspect living a wabi sabi life is the direct result of developing our wabi ko wabi ko kokoro wabi heart mind by by living in the moment paying attention to what makes life meaningful learning to be satisfied things otherwise overshadowed by the pressures and excesses of life today we are invited to stop become more aware getting clarity on what is essential then working to stripe away the superfluous in addition we are encouraged to find beauty in perfection and profundity in nature and above all to accept the to accept the natural cycle of growth
डिके एंड डेथ नेक्स्ट इज वट वन ट्री सेट टू अनदर वन डे अरुणा जेथवानी अ ट्री बाय द विंडो इज अ ब्लेसिंग टू आर द गॉड ग्रेस एंड थ्री आर अ मेरेकल देर आर थ्री ट्रीज बाय माई विंडो नीम नीम एकाशिया एंड सिल्क कॉटन दे आर अ बेनिडिक्शन इन द अर्बन जंगल कॉलिंग फॉर थैंक्स गिविंग कॉलिंग फॉर थैंक्स गिविंग एवरी मॉर्निंग ब्यूटिफुल बर्ड्स फ्लॉक इन ट्विटरिंग एंड एंड वाब एंड ट्विटलिंग एंड एंड वाबलिंग थ्रू आउट द डे इन द इवनिंग चिल्ड्रेन क्लाइम द ट्रीज और क्लाइम द ट्रीज और प्लेस ऑन द स्विंग उज्ज्वला माई हेल्प मेड ऑफ एन स्टैंड बाय द वाइड ग्लास विंडो वॉचिंग द चिल्ड्रेन वॉचिंग द चिल्ड्रेन प्ले वन नाइट उज्ज्वला रिमेंड रूटेड इन द बालकनी फॉर एन अनयूजली लॉन्ग टाइम she was so absorbed in her thought that she failed to hear me calling out her calling out to her what is so fascinating i asked i am listening to the trees she replied talking trees what did the trees says i asked she then narrated the conversation she had heard the acacia was moaning about how ugly it was with with heads with its thorny spikes and brittle leaves i am ugly i bear no fruit no flower i am worthless i am fed up of living this dry and harsh existence said the acacia o neem tree you are so fortunate you bear flower in spring your fruit is loved by your fruit is loved by bird and human being the medicine man uses you for healing you are invaluable to the entire creation the neem tree was sympathetic don't feel so morose you have your intrinsic worth you are useful to sparrow they build their nest for their young one you safeguard and protect them your throne are their safety your leaves your leaves their food you are truly invaluable camel relish your juice you are truly great the acacia was hard to convince having lived in harsh inhospitable condition it had become imperious to all wise uttering comparing itself to a neem tree it shed a tear or two feeling low and depressed everyone wanted a neem tree but acacia it was to remain in the wild arid region the silk cotton tree listening to this conversation thought of what use i am my branch are dark almost black my flower are momentary they bloom in they bloom in april and by may i am empty of the silky waft the summer breeze blows away the softness from my mind Acacia is at least a home to the weakling and the and the fearless me I am useless I have no right to live the neem tree was wise it is it is said you sound so desperate perhaps you have never realized that you are a beauty you are an artist inspiration and children delight artist paint you in the beauty of the space and children blow your silken waft and clapped with and clap with joy your arm are raised heaven heavenward on your pain is actually a prayer of a longing 
the silk cotton tree replied inside of me is suffering of centuries i feel worthless ah whispered the neem tree your crimson bloom smile on your wing your eyes are smeared with kajal winter hang on your lashes the centuries of wound are anguish for the rain you are waiting to engulf heaven what more do you want acacia do not envy me you bear the blaze of hot sun and you do not even flinch it is not something to be profound of i mean the inner strength that you have to survive the mother earth who is who was listening to the conversation of the tree now intervened and and spoke each one of you is invaluable to me each one each one is an integral part of the great creation each one beautifies the world in its own way be yourself and play your part in the best way next is honor the commitment you make to yourself discourse rajinder singh ji if we look at the lives of saint and gurus we find one quality that was critical to their success the quality that sets them apart was a diligent commitment to their life goal the secret to success is to stick to your goal through rain or shine through smooth or rough waters this is true whether we wish to attain a spiritual goal or a worldly achievement even even people who attained worldly goal in this in the field of sport the sciences or the art have accomplished wonder through their commitment in this connection let me narrate an an anecdote from the from the life of rabindranath rabindranath tagore he established shanti niketan and would work hard there every day once mahatma gandhi was visiting him he had gone there to give a public talk afterward he spent time with tagore discussing topics of interest to them both following lunch gandhi ji went to take rest when some of the ashram workers followers of tagore approached him can you help us gandhi ji they asked what is it asked the mahatma we are worried about the health of rabindranath tagore they are explained he is not keeping good health the doctor advised him to take rest but he refuses after lunch he immediately goes back to work and does not take a moment rest we do not want his health to fail gandhi ji asked why do why do you want me to tell him to rest they replied we know he will not go against your advice after gandhi ji had rested a while he went to tagore residence and saw that he was deeply immersed in his work when tagore looked up and saw gandhi standing there he asked him are you not comfortable that you have come out from your rest too soon gandhi ji replied i have come to ask you to take rest after your lunch so your health so your health does not fail you are you are not keeping fit these days tagore replied how can how can i do that i must tell you the truth so that you will you will understand when i was 12 i i took a vow never to rest at any time during the day for any reason up to now i have kept that vow 
how many more years do i have to live why would i break that vow now tagore firm determination and commitment to his promise moved gandhi ji for 67 for 67 years tagore had never rested during the day gandhi ji was impressed by his commitment to his goal and told him now i know the secret of your success if someone who makes a commitment as tagore had to a worldly goal and achieved great success imagine what we could do in the spiritual realm if we could commit to our meditation with the same determination as tagore did to his writing we would also be successful the trouble we face is not that we are not capable of spiritual progress because that gift is available to to each of us but that we lack commitment and we make only half and we make only half hearted attempt but if we if we were to meditate regularly each day then we would find the progress we seek the more we perfect the more we perfect our meditation the more we come in contact with the source of with the source of love within and and the more we love the more we are loved by others we find we will find that thing that upset us before before no longer have any sway over us peace and harmony will enter our heart and homes our family and social life will become peaceful and blissful if we are sincerely interested in knowing more about ourselves the means to do so are available next is simply connect don't compare and contrast and contrast by humayun taba i am ready for my quiet sitting time in the morning this is the time when ideas impression new possibility even pieces of dreams from unknown sources come visiting today through they seem to fit together creating a cohesive story that unroll itself before me we are about we are about a hundred or so in number sitting together and ready for a satsang office clean shaven white clad teacher he began try to say complimentary religion rather than comparative religion compare is often followed by the word contrast there is nothing to compare or contrast do not study other tradition to find holes in their belief system honor the strength of your own tradition and if you notice similar similarities with others be gracious enough be gracious enough to acknowledge and appreciate the the gift of other tradition cure yourself cure yourself of thinking that you have got it right and others are on on a wrong path familiarize yourself with the mystique of all spiritual path kabir rumi tukaram julian of novridge hasid sufis be conversant with the bible and see how jesus tries to spread love and cut across discriminative barrier reflect on the bhagavad gita and and the calls of life of sattva and selfless action explore the intricate web of the quran and recognize invitation to mercy and justice appreciate the stress on self work and enlightenment in the 
in the dhammapada consider all these as in intimation of a larger implicit order parts of an unseen wholeness at all times look for invitation what are the divine messengers inviting us human to think to be to do no tradition if you have studied them with sensitivity and understanding incite their followers to violence abstain from abstain from defiling any tradition by placing its name before such words as terrorism or bomb we were we were a deeply silent crowd we were a deeply silent crowd a mix a mix of young and old ordinary dressed as well as saffron clad robed bearded turn turbaned of priest nuns intellectual of various shades yet the teacher addressed us as if individually individually with integrity intensity and uncommon humility enigmatically he lifted a pair of scissor and a paper punch in each hand strive not to cut as asunder nor punch holes placing them down he picked a paper clip and a staple and stapler and added try rather to be a connector a uniter a steer clear of a world view of distancing division and dominance do not subscribe to any do not subscribe to any ideology of hate if you set up tv channel you do if you set up tv channel do so not to malign others with voices that sound fierce and uncompromising and uncompromising of verse a reasonable sounding yet yet slyling malicious use the power of the media to spread the message of peace and real community all spiritual tradition care as much for the soul as for the soil and the social because both agriculture and culture have their common root in the latin cultus meaning worship if your benefactors or flock are ready to raise fund use the money time or attention not simply for for pro celtizing but for building school hospital homes for the aged and hospices in your prayer while wishing happiness health and prosperity for your family friend and colleagues raise the bar higher to include the rest of the 6 billion of the earth who breathe the same air and those blood runs the same color as same color as yours he ended think of all times how to remain centered sane and intelligent one effort should be directed toward acquiring an enlightenment refining desire and will by purging them of selfishness by learning to endure pain getting rid of hate cultivating love turn to the side where the light is next is a provider of information alone cannot be a guru by nagesh d sonde two contrary view were expressed in these columns recently one by a proclaimed guru exchanging wisdom for compensation and the other by reluctant guru who expected no compensation yet found himself being proclaimed a guru 
a guru is one who removes ignorance about about one own potentiality some claiming to be a guru provided information guru provided information drawn from drawn from from scriptures but that makes but that make one possessed of information which is not a substitute for wisdom the internet is a great source of information but but the one who is service provider cannot be a guru the provider of information can be that a provider of information a guru can make the seeker competent and qualified to become wise with the information wise with the information provided the guru cannot make the disciple wise a wise a wisdom in the disciple has to come from within maybe with the help of all the input he has received mother is said to be a great guru what roles does a mother play in a child physical child physical psychological moral and spiritual evolution observe a mother bird after it lays after it lays its leg it gives the egg the warmth it needs and protect its it from harm once the chick comes out of the egg the mother provide it with food she knows of the vast space high above and spread far beyond having flown far and wide the mother bird knows that the chick would have wing to fly intrinsic skill to fly through it is not so strong now the mother bird provide the mother bird provide the chick with the nourishment so that it it can grow strong when when the chick grows a bit the mother bird shows the chick the vast space in which she had been flying with gay abandoning abandon describing the great places visited and the pleasures of flying with the breeze blowing through the wings the chick now grown strong and bold become conscious of the strength of its wings sees the vast space spread high above and far beyond it takes the first leap with hesitation and falls hesitates and attempts again only to become sad and disappointed from a distance from a distance the mother bird looks or looks on with interest and concern she takes the chick to the pre recipe of the great mountain point out of the chick the wing now grown strong and powerful and proceed to show the vast space spread high above and far beyond even as the chick sees the vast space with awe and wonder the mother the mother bird gives it a nudge and slowly and gently pushes the chick over the pre recipe the surprised chick stumbles desperately flapping its wing in a reflex action and before it knows what is happening spread its wing wide soaring high above and then divine below into the valley the chick discover that it can fly on its own the mother bird is satisfied that the chick is now confident enough to chart its own course did the mother bird wait for the chick to return to offer thank and gratitude did the chick ever come back to the mother bird to thank and express gratitude we don't know what is evident through is that the mother 
इज द नेचुरल गुरु शी इज नाइदर अ प्रोक्लेम गुरु नॉर अ रिलेक्टेंट गुरु रामना महर्षि सेज डैट इट इज नेसेसरी टू हैव अ गुरु बट एड्स डैट ही नीड नॉट टू बी द्यूमन गुरु ही कुड एज वेल एज बी द सेल्फ विद इन ट्रांसडेंटिंग ह्यूमन लिमिटेशन इट इज द सीकर हु हैज़ टू रियलाइज वेयर ही स्टैंड एंड वेदर ही नीड्स टू गेट इंफॉर्मेशन एंड गाइडेंस फ्रॉम अ सोर्स ही हैज टू टेक ही हैज टू टेक द डिसीजन एज टू वेदर ही नीड्स अ गुरु और नॉट नेक्स्ट इज ओवरकम द इल्यूशन ऑफ बींग बाउंड एंड एंड बोध डिस्को स्वामी सुखा बोधा बोधानंदा मैनी ऑफ अस वेन वी लुक एट आवर सेल्फ टेन टू फील लोनली एंड बोर्ड वाई इट इज बिकॉज वी हैव नॉट सीन द डीपर लेयर ऑफ आवर सेल्फ वी लुक एट आवर सेल्फ ओनली इन द रील्म ऑफ द माइंड और एट द लेवल ऑफ द बॉडी एंड नेवर लुक एट द डीपर लेयर इफ यू डोंट लुक एट द डीपर लेयर ऑफ आवर सेल्फ यू फाइंड योर सेल्फ एम टी एंड शैलो एंड एक्सपीरियंसेज अ सेंस ऑफ लोनलीनेस वेन यू एक्सपीरियंस अ सेंस ऑफ लोनलीनेस यू फाइंड दैट योर योर लाइफ इज अटरली बोरिंग हाउ एवर इफ यू आर मेडिटेटिव विद रेफरेंस टू योर सेल्फ यू विल सी दैट योर माइंड you will see that your body mind and intellect are the periphery of your personality in the deeper layer of yourself there is a pure sakshi chaitanya when you understand the deeper layer of yourself you will become contented content and blissful in that state you experience not loneliness but aloneness and the moment you start experiencing aloneness you will find that the quality of your life becomes very different therefore with reference to your own learn to be more meditative what does it mean to be meditative if you are not meditative you will find your life to be in bondage in shackles the more you are meditative with reference to yourself the more liberated your life will be therefore being non meditative to one self leads to bandhana or bondage whereas meditativeness with reference to one self leads to the state of nirvana or kevalya or moksha therefore it is a great personality on us whether we are in gri hath gri hath sharam or sanya or sanya sharam to learn to be more meditative with reference to ourselves a king was looking for a suitable candidate for the post of prime minister after several tests three people were shortlisted the next day was the final test there was a rumor that the king had king had a magic lock which can be opened only with great skill and knowledge and whoever unlocked it would be the prime minister hearing the rumor two of the selected candidate acquired a lot of books on locks they spent the whole night going through the mathematical equation relating to locks the third person was very relaxed the next morning all three were taken all three were taken to to the palace the rumor turned out to be true the king said whoever unlocks the whoever unlock 
the lock will be a prime minister these two people felt very happy thinking that it was good that they had referred to many books and then went and looked at the lock once again they returned to the book whereas the third person looking relaxed went there looked at the lock and pulled it and to this and to this surprise it opened it opened in fact it was not locked at all the other two were still busy referring to books in a meantime the king announced that the third person had been selected as a prime minister the other two asked him you never referred to any book on locks how did you unlock it the king said the very first thing that a prime minister should do is that he should not he should know whether a problem really exist or not before trying to solve it if you do before trying to solve it the whole effort become futile here the problem was that the lock that the lock was not fastened and these two person assumed it was locked and with the data assumption they tried to solve the problem therefore they found that they had wasted their they had wasted their time we feel we are we feel we are in bondage we have to we have to really start looking within we will find that our fear are imaginary we find that we are bound next is exploring the nature of true realization by deepak ranade whatever event unfold out whatever event unfold outwardly there is a continuous passive act of observation of these event this plain awareness is what is what and animates the intellect thought and every aspect of existence it also give rise to the illusory self to the identification of each individual as a separate body form it also affirm this identity as the real self because the body is the most tangible proof of existence we can touch feel and react with this tangible instrument the ego is addition of many layer of likes dislike preferences and priorities to this mind body form the sense of separateness of being kind of being one of kind of discreteness the more we endeavor to attain salvation the sense of separateness only get reinforced all chemicals such as alcohol and drug induce a state of disconnect a fleeting a fleeting disconnect with surrounding with surrounding this disconnect is pleasurable as it blunt the sensibilities and make the individual immune to any unpleasant any unpleasantness of daily living but it is but it also fortifies the sense of separateness this feeling of disconnect and indifference is momentarily blissful these chemical are addictive because they give an illusory fleeting glimpse of spiritual experience similar to the state of realization the so called chemical disconnection is exclusive in the sense that it refurbishes the sense of separateness but isolates the individual the state of realization however is inclusive this inclusive disconnection is an 
ऑल परवेडिंग सेंस ऑफ वननेस इन विच एनी कनेक्शन इज सुपरफ्लूस कनेक्शन और डिसकनेक्शन इज रेलिवेंट ओनली इन डुअलिटी और एन इल्यूशन ऑफ डुअलिटी वंस दिस इल्यूशन ऑफ डुअलिटी वैनिशेज वट रिमेंस इज यूनिटी एंड इमपर्सनल अवेयरनेस रियलाइजेशन शिफ्ट द आइडेंटिफिकेशन ऑफ द सेल्फ फ्रॉम द माइंड बॉडी फॉर्म और जस्ट प्लेन अवेयरनेस लाइक अ ड्रॉप ऑफ ओशन दिस ड्रॉप वेन सेपरेट फ्रॉम द ओशन विल बिकम एक्यूटली अवेयर ऑफ इट्स इंडिपेंडेंट एग्जिस्टेंस द ड्रॉप कैन सी द ओशन सेपरेटली एंड दिस सेपरेटनेस गिव्स नॉट ओनली इट्स बट ऑल्सो द वास्ट ओशन अ सेपरेट आइडेंटिटी एज वेल वेन द ड्रॉप मर्जेस इन द ओशन वेन द ड्रॉप मर्जेस इन द ओशन इट डज नॉट डिस्ट्रॉय द फिजिकैलिटी ऑफ द ड्रॉप द ड्रॉप जस्ट मर्जेस एंड लूजेस इट्स सेपरेटनेस इट बिकम्स वन विद द ओशन टिल द पॉइंट till the point of impact it still maintains its identity but at the moment of impact the drop seemingly disappear that state of merger can thereafter not be perceived because perception was was of the drop when the drop ceases to exist who or what is there to perceive the disconnect that occurs by inclusion is everlasting beyond any time space consideration compassion for all life then becomes the effect rather than any imbibed virtue the sense of unity is not even an experience because experience implies the existence of an existence of an experience and we all are conditioned to believe that realization would mean probably seeing seeing someone seeing some a uh, divine light or hearing some soulful music or a tremendous state of happiness and so on the merger automatically dissolves the ego it also liberates one from all desires and lust for sensory gratification the body will eventually live out its live out its dest- destiny but there would be no sense of doer there would be no sense of doership there would be just a residual observer who transcend even who transcend even joy and sorrow the unqualified awareness celebrate a sense of am sense of amness unadulterated by expectation by longing the intangibility and dissolution of one identity can scarcely be expressed by any means of communication the final moment of oneness can be experienced only when all layers of misconception are peeled away and and the real self is perceived not as a separate identity but paradoxically the absence of any next is as in golf so in life play a positive game by satish k sharma the old master was already there when the golfer reached the course at daybreak he he had sought the master help because because more than a pleasurable activity golf had first a torment for him first master the basic in many way golf is life itself think of the ball as your soul which craves salvation 
represented by the hole in the green the 14 clubs in the golf set symbolizes five element earth fire water air and space of which the human body is composed five senses instinct ego or the lower mind intellect or the higher mind and the consciousness you play well when when they work in tandem in other word you should strive to achieve harmony within and without see the rising sun smell the fresh air and feel its its moist kiss on your cheek and feel the cushion of the soft grass under your feet then close your eyes and feel yourself as a part of all this when the golfer opened his eyes the master resumed master there are many approaches to the goal take that which suit your strength and weaknesses as denoted by your handicap be ever conscious of your handicap and you will be humble shall we start the golfer came came to the tee placing the ball on the peg he took he took him he took aim fixing the spot where he must send the ball master also picture also picture your ball going there and the golfer did all that swung the club the ball lifted nicely but went right into the rough the golfer looked at the the golfer looked at the master the master the slice was caused by the arc of your of your swing which was from right to left it was it was as if you were trying to avoid the right rough were you the golfer yes but why would but why does the ball go into the area which which i wish to avoid the master it is because of negative thinking when you tell your mind do not do this you have to picture this the mind register the picture of this more easily than the command of don't the slightest distraction or tension would make the mind forget the don't part and it would do what it had been told not to the golfer how does one avoid the hazard then master by focusing on the positive picture only what you wish to happen and take the and take the shot practice that and it will become a habit they walked up to the ball it lay it lay buried in the leaf the golfer thought of recovering by hitting the hard by hitting the ball hard through the through the narrow gap between two trees but as he took the practice swing the master what are you attempting a golfer a full shot a full shot through the through the trees master how often can you can you pull it off the golfer about four times in ten master then don't bad patches are the test your patience it is the time to play safe then to take rest just roll the ball into the fairway with a low with a low quarter shot the golfer relaxed the he followed the master advice two shot later the ball was 12 feet from the pin and and glistened like a gem on the green master the ball is destined to go into the cup picture it going there and put and put gently the golfer went into a went into a trance he came to only when he when he heard the sweet sound of the 
of the ball dropping into the into the cup filled with a sense of calm he looked at the master master smiling despite a bad tea of you have made a bogey you have made a bogey which is par which is par for your handicap play for your and your card will look better than your than your handicap transform self and world with four basic step satsang shri shri nimishananda what makes us different from enlightened being enlightened being see divinity in us as well as in all organism but we we don't view it like that they experience god within themselves and therefore perceive his energy pulsating in every atom of creation we cannot see god everywhere as we have trained ourselves to see him to see him only in place of worship how can we bring about how can we bring about a transformation in our perception of divinity if we consistently follow four basic step as sages and sees did we will also experience enlightened living step number 1 is principled and organized living we think we are leading a principled life however according to sees we should base our lives on sound moral ethics and principles like truth non violence unconditional love and selfless service these principles are ageless cosmic laws that are expounded by the scriptures which enlightened being scrupulous follow their follow in their lives if we emulate this we link ourselves to divinity which expand our heart and purifies our mind these principles guide us in the right direction so that we are not influenced by social pressures changing desires or shifting priorities step 1 is empowering the conscience as we follow step 1 we integrate we integrate ethic and principle into our lives and empower our conscience this change our attitude repels negativity and propel us toward divinity as our ethical base becomes strong our conscience becomes clear and easily repel all negative influences like craving temptation and and habit we realize that our we realize that our thought words and action are slowly shaping our ordinary lives into enlightened lives we get
स्टेप थ्री इज सेल्फ कंट्रोल वेन आवर कॉन्शियंस वेन आवर कॉन्साइंस स्टार्ट गाइडिंग अस दिस गिव्स अस द मास्टर की टू कंप्लीट टू कंप्लीट सेल्फ कंट्रोल वी बिगिन टू कंट्रोल वी बिगिन टू कंट्रोल आवर थॉट इमोशन एंड सेंसेस वी विल नो लॉन्गर बी कैरिड अवे बाई टेम्पटेशन क्रेविंग एडिक्शन डिजायर्स एंड नेगेटिव इमोशन आवर विल पावर एस्टैब्लिश इट्स वी गेन सुप्रीम विल वी स्टॉप रेस्टिंग ऑन आवर पास्ट अचीवमेंट एंड स्टॉप क्राइंग ओवर पास्ट फेलियर वी विल नॉट बी ट्रेबल्ड बाय द अनसर्टेनिटीज of the future now we are completely tuned in to the cosmic law our lives become joyous and we gain control over our mind self control of the mind make it pure and transparent step 4 is divine intervention after establishing self control the divine effulgence in our heart start that that is experiences of the existence of the divine begin in us and everywhere around us we see a paradigm <coughs> shift in our perception and also experience waves of care compassion tolerance patience and selfless love selfless love put us in touch with it with the omniscient omnipresent and omnipotent power of creator we become the light of all we become the light of all light we have we have just given birth to the birthless and deathless that is the awareness of the soul begin within us we trigger this in others as well making this world a powerful center of the creator to express solidarity unison unification and bliss for for every soul and every atom and every atoms uh, spirituality and tranquility are established forever are established forever next is an unusual an unusual brief for for guardian angels tamanna si angel such a positive angel such a positive word which is known as which is known to all of us every time we think or talk about angels it make us smile doesn't it we are all aware of this word but do we really know who and what angels are is it true that from the time we are born we are born to the to the time we die everyone every one of us has a guardian angel maybe even two or more angels are always guiding and protecting us in different situation through different medium sometimes we get messages through have different ways of communicating indirectly from birth to the age of 10 to 12 years we are well connected to to our angel but as we grow older we lose our communication with them that is the reason why children are said to have very strong intuitive power angels are always trying to guide protect and help us angels have always marked their presence around presence around in some way or the other through different ways some sometimes they make their presence felt through through strangers coming to coming to your rescue 
in the most unexpected ways sometimes angel establishes establish contact with us in our dream even if what we dream about seem irrelevant and only after a few days we find those dreams coming true and we feel a kind of deja vu washing over us defying logic and and reason our angel make an impact simply through intuition intuition do come true uh, sometimes at least for most of us some people have stronger intuition power than others because they are better connected to their guardian angel than other it all depends on the individual spiritual frequency and angel connection what do we what do we understand then we say angel they are here to teach us god's love answer all question and challenges they are messenger from god healing us to all fears and pain they are no limit to the healing power of angels but before we move ahead we need to know the most essential step that we need to take to enable angel to help us number 1 ask number 2 surrender the problem number 3 trust in god number 4 is follow god direction number 4 is no situation is too big or small for angel to resolve it for you whether you are looking for parking space money to pay your bill better health business opportunity healing stress relief or trying to improve relationship with faith you can be confident that you can receive position guidance from angel who are what are angel really do they exist the word angel means messenger angel bring us messages from the divine creator they are a gift from god sent to us to help us remember our divine nature to be loving and kind to discover and polish our talent for the betterment of this world and to keep us away from from harm's way before our time they also guide and protect us in areas of relationship health careers and even finances everyone of us regardless of faith orientation lifestyle or persuasion has two or more guardian angels present throughout the life process some people have even more then two guardian angels one angel pushes you to make choices and decision in keeping with your high self with your higher self and the other angel is much quieter in voice and energy level which makes you feel better when you are sad and low clock time clock time constraint could be a hindrance lata mani so completely normative is the is the notion of clock time that our sleeping waking and working schedule are directed are dictated entirely by the clock time becomes measurable finite but but time cannot be extended to our remains to hours in clock time if we need more time we need to extend the deadline to complete our task deadlines may be stretched but not time there are there are oppressive aspect of space time compression but other kind of time coexist with 
clock time. Some examples are the notion of Indian standard time, rural time and the ritual calendar that is related to the cycles of the morons, not the sun. All three are a counterpoint to clock time and it's double three Gregorian calendar. We can consciously cultivate practices that bring us in touch with other kind of temporarily uh, why is this that we find sitting in a garden or at the seashore so inherently relaxing? Why does our sense of urgency soften and gradually diminishes without much effort on our part? Nature is always on nature is always on the present on the present moment. It exists so completely in and and as for itself that it naturally exists beyond clock time. Observe a Observe a tree develop from sapling to full girth. Although the clock and the calendar can be utilized, can be utilized to keep to keep a record of a tree growth, they are inadequate for a proper appreciation of its of its journey. Indeed, it could it could be argued that one reason why clock time appears to cease, or at least or at least lose its grip on our consciousness when we are out in nature is that it is simply insufficient to measure the rhythm of the nature. The present moment is one that is inexperienced without regard to either past or future that is to say a moment experience in its fullness. Most often we thread each moment into a chain of into a chain of movement those that precede it and those that follow it each moment takes shape and meaning relative to all that has gone before it and all that we predicted or hope will follow the present moment is merely a name for a moment so consciously experienced that both past and future dissolve into what is often called the now where we are in the now time completely collapses one of the purposes of meditation is precisely to cultivate one ability to consciously be in the present moment without taking flight into the future or seeking shelter in the past as the reference to meditation indicate it is only out it is only outside of ourselves that we experience a temporary reality that disrupt the normative status of clock time if our own bodies if we were to attend to them properly can also serve to illustrate this we will notice the small and not so small punishment that we met out to our bodies in order to be disciplined by time for our forsaking sleep and nutrition our becoming storehouses of stress our pushing bodily limit by means of coffee cigarette and other stimulant if however we refuse these mechanism of submission to clock time and insist that the work day be organized according to according to the rhythm of of the body the hours we work and the condition in which we work will be radically different for then the natural ebb and flow of energy will be integral to the social organization of work and life work indeed life activity more generally will appropriately honor three qualities activity rajas inertia tamas and dynamic stillness is sattva the pace and texture of life will no longer be determined by mechanist time 
नेक्स्ट चैप्टर इज दल डिबेट ओवर डेस्टिनी एंड फ्री विल बाई हसमुख अधिया अ फ्रेंड वंस टोल्ड मी डैट ही नेवर कुड रिजॉल्व द कॉन्फ्लिक्ट ऑफ डेस्टिनी डेस्टिनी वर्सेज फ्री विल बी प्रोपाउंडेड इन द हिंदू फिलोसफी आई थॉट इट वॉज प्रेटी सिंपल देयर आर थ्री टाइप्स ऑफ कर्मा संचित कर्मा इज द टोटल एक्यूमुलेटेड स्टॉक ऑफ वंस पास कर्मास प्रारब्धा कर्मा वॉट वी कॉल एज डेस्टिनी इज दैट पार्ट ऑफ संचित कर्मा विच इज पास डाउन टू अस इन दिस बर्थ फॉर सफरिंग और एंजॉयमेंट एंड देन देर इज अगामी कर्मा विच इज परफॉर्म्ड इन हिज बर्थ आउट ऑफ फ्री विल देर आर एग्जाम्पल ऑफ द बो एंड एरो इन आर्चरी द एक्यूमुलेटेड स्टॉक ऑफ एरोज इन द आर्चर केस स्लंग ओवर हिज शोल्डर इज द संचित कर्मा द एरो हैज the arrow that has just left his elbow agami karma he can decide not to use this arrow or he can choose to use it either to protect the weak or to harass them thus while pra prarabdha karma is something which cannot be undone we have free will available in the form of agami karma my friend was not satisfied he asked me but how do we know which are the karmas that form part of our destiny is death or major disease or wealth part of destiny if everyone date of death is predecided what is the role of what is the role of medical science and so on he was full of question his question made me realize that i was not equipped to solve his his dilemma of wishing to understand destiny versus free will so i decided to approach my spiritual mentor for more clarity my spiritual guru sat me down and told me that there is a role of both karma and free will in its all aspect of life including in trying to save someone from the jaws of death at the time of action one should think of one destiny because no one can predict it uh, then what is the use of the theory of pra prarabdha karma i asked swami ji i was told that the role of prarabdha theory is only in explaining the result of the action in spite of best effort if result could not be achieved it can be attributed to destiny the theory of destiny is useful because it helps a person in accepting result without being frustrated at the same time it does not make a successful person egoistic if he understand the role of destiny in his success is it possible that even a person free will that is his inclination to put an effort to achieve something is also influenced by destiny i turn to my guru for an answer yes but rarely so he informs me the example of rama deciding to go after golden deer is given to explain how the course of destiny that was to happen influenced his free will does this mean that sometimes karma fall flat in the face of destiny no says swami ji karma never fails although it appears although it appears to have to have failed in achieving the immediate worldly end all karmas are in any case getting added to the stock of your sanchit karma out of which future results can be improved it is like a person who wishes to remain physically fit by engaging in a match he loses the game 
but despite that he does achieve physical fitness points out swami ji so the moral of the story is do your best always and leave the rest to the god next chapter is enchanting and uplifting the sound of solace by masha hasan the vibrating strain of azan always have an enchanting effect on me they resonate in my mind filling my soul as well as the atmosphere with their sound of solace i don't offer namaz being too being too young for it yet the prayers makes me feel like surrendering myself submitting submitting to the spirit of islam that stand for peace and purity humility and discipline the term submission to god is a deep and divine term when it is followed in true spirit we are not expected to visualize god but to worship him and adore and adore him as a protector i wake up every day my eyes opening to the serene sound of the azan every word finding its way into my consciousness as the new day down with the promise of the new beginning i don't know arabic but the words and their impact are so evocative that it is easy to recognize and submit to the one power that protect and guide us and surrender and submission to the almighty is but an expression of divine trust the day goes on with nothing but a daily routine my holidays are going on but with the 10th board ready to occupy my mind i tend to frown a lot worrying about the future the evening are meant for tuition but the brighter side is that on my way i can hear the beautiful sound of the evening prayer the sound of solace gives me a feeling of protection and this prayer tells me that someone is out there to hear and know it takes it takes me to a different world a world that may not be real in this day and age but it is still available and these prayers have kept it alive in a conventional in a conventional kind of way salat or salawat is the name given to the former formal player of islam that serves as the formal method of remem- of remembering allah the prayer one the prayer one of of the obligatory rites of the religion is performed five times a day at dawn fajr noon dhur in the afternoon asr at sunset majrib and nightfall isha prayer is also cited as a means of restraining a believer from social wrongs and moral divines these prayers are a medium and it helps us to remind ourselves of a god who knows over us whatever we do we will receive compensation or otherwise or otherwise in the here and now heaven and hell are not places to which we are destined to go but they are states of our own mind any religion which can successfully help us overcome material influence has to be scientific and spiritualism is is just that for me spiritualism is not a compulsion or a daily routine it is a feeling i get when i smell a flower or look at the cloud for me helping an animal is spiritual i remember the day when i helped a cow with a broken leg 
it was hard to move her from the middle of the road but my father determined called the sanjay gandhi hospital and meanwhile we gave the cow water to drink seeing her being rescued from pain and the maddening summer heat i felt liberated as it brought me closer to the almighty and his creation it was like offering a prayer and being rewarded to the happiness and joy i felt at that time was immense that is spiritualism to me that is that is my that is my namaz next is next chapter is desire means a great longing to expand talk by osho the energy called desire has been condemned for centuries almost all the so called saint have been against it because desire is life and they were all life and they were all life negative desire is the very source of all that you see and they were against all that is visible desire without any object desire without being goal oriented unmotivated desire pure desire is godliness desire is not to be destroyed it is it is to be purified desire is not to be dropped it is to be transformed your your very being is desire to be against it is to be against yourself and against all to be against it is it is to be against the flower and the birds and the sun and the moon to be against it is against all creativity desire is creativity the eastern scriptures are perfectly right when they say that god created the world because a great desire arose in him a desire to create to manifest a desire to make many many from one to expand but these are only metaphors god is not separate from desire desire means a longing a great longing to expand to become as huge as the sky what is what what the man who wants to have more and more money really want is not money but expansion because money can help you expand you can have a bigger house you can have a bigger garden your territory will be longer your freedom will be bigger the man who is after money may not know why why he is after the money go deeper into his unconsciousness help him to meditate and he will be surprised to find that the desire for money is not really the desire for money it is the desire to expand the same is the case with all other desire people want more power more fame longer life better health but what are they what are they desiring in these different thing the same exactly the same they want to be more they don't want to remain confined they don't want to be limited it hurts to feel that you are definable because if you are definable then you are just an object a commodity but all these object of desire sooner or later disappoint money becomes possible one day and yet expansion has not happened you may have little more freedom of little more freedom of choice but that does not satisfy the desire was for the infinite and money cannot purchase the infinite if you watch carefully money power prestige nothing satisfied on the contrary they make you more discontented why that is because 
when you were poor they there was hope that one day the money was going to happen and then you would relax and enjoy now that has happened and there seems to be no sign of any relaxation you are even more tense than you were before you are even more anxiety ridden than you were before desire in itself is not wrong money power and prestige are wrong object of desire you can have a sword and you can kill somebody that does not make the sword faulty you can also save somebody with the sword desire has to be purified and transformed because it is your energy you don't have any other energy the mediocre way to transform desire is to change the object do not go after money start going after god there is no seed of desire because desire is the seed of all desire is the ultimate seed of everything to transform your energies be creative slowly you will see transformation happening of its own accord next is next chapter is phenomenon of death soul body separation discussed by swami sevananda death is separation of the soul from the physical body death becomes the starting point of a new and better life death merely opens the door to a higher form of life it is only the gateway to a fuller life birth and death are jugglery of maya he who is born begins to die he who die begins to live life and life is death and death is life birth and death are merely doors of entry and exit on the stage of this world in reality no one comes no one goes brahman or the eternal alone exists just as you move from one house to another house the soul passes from one body to another to gain experience just as just as a man casting off worn out garment takes new one so the dweller in the so the dweller in this body casting casting off worn out bodies enter into others that are that are new death is not the end of life life is one continuous never ending process death is only a passing and necessary phenomenon which every soul has to pass to gain experience for its further evolution death is like sleep birth is like waking up death brings promotion to a new and better life a man of discrimination and wisdom is not afraid of death every soul is a circle the circumference of this circle is nowhere but its center is in the body death means the change of this of this center from body to body when why then should you be afraid of death that supreme soul of paramatman is deathless decayless timeless causeless spaceless it is this it is the source and and substratum for this body mind and the whole world there is death for the physical body only which is compound of five element how can how can there be a death for the eternal soul that is beyond time space and causation if you wish to free yourself from birth and death you must become bodyless bodyless body is the result of karma or action you must not do any action with expectation of fruit if you if you free yourself from raga dvesha or likes and dislike you will be free from karma 
if you kill egoism only you can free yourself from raga and devesha if you annihilate ignorance through knowledge of the imperishable you can annihilate egoism the root cause for this body is therefore ignorance he who realizes the eternal soul which is beyond all sound all sight all taste all touch which is formless and attribute which is beyond nature which is beyond three bodies and five shit which is infinite and changing self luminous frees himself from the jaws of death the individual soul or jivas build various bodies to display their activities and gain experience they enter the bodies and leave them when they become unfit to live in they build new bodies and leave them this is known as transmigration of souls the entrance of a soul into a body is called birth the soul departure from the body is called death a body is dead if the soul is absent natural death it is said natural death it is said is unknown to unicellular organic organism when life on earth consisted of three creatures death was unknown the phenomenon appeared only when from unicellular the multicellular organism evolved laboratory experiment have shown that after the cessation of an individual life part of the organization can continue to function the white blood corpuscles can live for month after the body from which they were withdrawn has been cremated death is not the end of life it is merely cessation of an important individuality life flows on till it merges with the with the eternal next is would you travel in a car without brakes by seema by seema barman many officer teases me about the various discourses i attended some members of this family too he says go to satsang but he sees no inner changes in people like us so what if i indulge in eating food that is not satvik and drink a bit so long as i don't lose control he asks often we feel we are in full control of ourselves but then a moment comes in life when one loses all control it is the fear of that moment that makes wise men advise us to abstain but more than one food and drinking habit it is emotions like anger greed and lust that one must fear in anger we devour the very soul of a person in greed we take all we can lay our hands on trees are being cut randomly because those in control become uncontrollable they see money in cutting in cutting trees not realizing that future generally will suffer due to previous samskaras the habit of past birth we are unable to rid ourselves of anger greed lust and jealousy satvik qualities appear difficult to cultivate it takes great effort one morning two sadhus sitting on the banks of the ganga saw a black blanket floating toward them one of them decided to take the blanket while the others told him not to bother with possession the first sadhu stretched his hand but the blanket turned out to be a black 
bear his friend asked him to come back how can i come back the blanket has caught me shouted the sadhu in the beginning we run after desire but later desire overpower us and the result is suffering it is not so easy to loosen our grip on desire why should we not fulfill desire when we have the money to do so don't we earn to fulfill desire the answer says the guru is because the desire are like the rubber band once a desire is fulfilled the mind feels elated and produces many more desires the mind stretches itself and stops only when it breaks it is like a car with no brakes will you sit in a car if it has no brakes desire are like the accelerator and the inner self is the brake if our inner consciousness has to say then our senses mind and intellect will not know where to where to draw the where to draw the line a guru is not a is not a spoiled sport who does not want you to enjoy life his his wish is that you live enjoy as well as realize that infinite bliss is got only in the company of the divinity within only a realized guru can help us find our inner self a boy was getting married when his guru asked are you firm yes of course he replied but at that night he found himself going to a woman house with the intention of spending the night there unable to resist the temptation a gatekeeper stopped him saying saying she was she was getting ready later he said she she had guessed and still later when the boy returned when the boy returned the guard said she was resting and thus and thus the night passed at dawn he rushed to his guru had the guru who was always awake at brahma brahma murta was still sleeping concerned the disciple woke him up i was awake the whole night trying to stop you from succumbing to temptation son you are still not firm answered the guru satsang with self realized saint activate our inner self yet it is entirely our own choice to follow the to follow the right or right or wrong path next chapter is do good and expect nothing in return satsang by ashutosh maharaj i am happy youth and like to do good but sometimes i feel why help another when the receiver does not respond to help other is a humanitarian attribute the proof of our being human being your conscience knows the truth behind this statement otherwise you would not have raised this issue only it's only it seems that perhaps someone whom you trusted and helped intimately has broken your heart therefore on this issue your perspective is a bit sore if your intention is to really help others then your entire concentration should only should that your entire concentration should be on the word others no scope to think about oneself the ideal of helping others is not like the give and take business it is not a barter transaction if we entertain the selfish idea of receiving something when a warm thanks the whole idea of helping loses its charm and worth that 
that is why it is said do a good deed and throw it into a well meaning do good and forget about it one day jesus christ cured 10 lepers of their disease but do you know how many of them stayed on on to express their gratitude or even say a word of thanks to jesus just one read the account of luke in the bible it says that jesus turned and inquired of of his disciple where where are the other nine that disciple answered master their selfish interest is is fulfilled and therefore they have now gone from here jesus smiled and proceeded to help other person telling his disciple do good into others help help for the inner joy of helping nature will return your goodness in mysterious way a farmer in scotland by the name of fleming held a voice calling for help he immediately ran toward the call for help and there he saw a boy neck deep in quicksand fleming struggled struggled and pulled the boy out of the quicksand he affectionately patted him and told him to go home then he returned to his farming job again next day a well dressed gentleman visited the farmer and thanked him for saving the life of his son he wished to reward the farmer fleming declined saying he had only done his duty looking at the little boy the gentleman asked fleming if that was if that was his son fleming nodded and was told this boy one day will make you proud then on a gentleman then on a gentleman look full responsibility for the upbringing and education of that boy he grew up to become a world renowned scientist he was alexander fleming he benefited humanity by his invention of penicillin a few months after his invention the son of that gentleman was hit by a severe attack of pneumonia you know how this life was how this life was saved for the second time with penicillin he was winston he was winston churchill so it is true that what goes around comes around nature does not nature does not retain anything it returns everything with interest if the helpful deed extended by you to others is not responded to the super conscience becomes active to make good happen jesus christ would say to his disciples happy are those who long to be just and good for they shall be completely satisfied don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing and your father and your father who who knows all secret will will reward you the the very act of the very act of doing good is reward enough it is not a commercial transaction that looks to profit and loss so do good without expecting something in return and you will reap the benefit in some way or other next chapter is listening with love and compassion by jamuna rangachari long ago in ancient india long ago in ancient india angulimala the one wearing a garland or finger struck terror in the heart of all he virtually controlled 
the whole forest once the buddha set off on the route frequently by angulimala please do not go please do not go on this route angulimala does not spare any anyone people begged but the buddha merrily smiled and told them to be at ease as soon as the buddha has traversed a little distance he could he could hear thundering footstep angulimala had seen him and was trying to catch up the buddha walked steadily while angulimala ran desperately strangely angulimala was just not be able to catch up with the buddha utterly frustrated he cried out o bhikkhu monk stop stop through he did not really expect the monk to stop thinking there was some magical power in the monk to his surprise the buddha stopped turned around and replied calmly i have stopped it is you who have not stopped totally be wildered angulimala looked on as the buddha continued i say that i have stopped because i have given up killing all beings i have given up all i have given up ill treating all beings and have established myself in universal love patience and knowledge through reflection but you still have not given up killing or ill treating others and you are not yet established in universal love and patience hence you are the one who has not stopped you could however stop any time you wish to nobody has ever spoken to angulimala in such a calm and compassionate manner the peace that he felt just by being in just by being in buddha presence was was overwhelming with tear in his eyes he threw away the necklace of fingers and his weapons choked with emotion he pleaded with the buddha to admit him to the order of the to the order of bhikshus the buddha willingly did so many in the many in the order were aghast bound by buddha order they did not oppose the decision but avoided interacting with angulimala the dreaded bandit observing this the buddha counseled angulimala be patient your bad karma will cease to haunt you if you remain calm and composed angulimala understood and continued serving in a in the community patiently and and lovingly over a period of time he realized he was specially over a period of time he realized he was specially skilled in helping women in labor as as blood pain and shrieks did not unnerve him gradually his past identity dropped and he became known as the person who had who was very skilled in helping women deliver babies this tale reveal many this tale reveal many truth the statement of the buddha i have now stopped that was crucial in affecting angulimala transformation is a wonderful message of compassion and empathy once transformed angulimala struggled to earn the respect of others the buddha counsels him to keep going for in due course by following the path he is sure to gain acceptance of the community this shows us that patience may be 
tested severely but if it is genuine there is acceptance at the end of the struggle redemption happens only with time and sincere effort at the at the societal level this tale is eternally relevant in showing us that even a hardcore criminal can turn into a socially responsible and caring individual if approached with understanding and empathy buddhahood is within reach if only we take the path of love and compassion next chapter is happiness does not happen to us it happens by us by marguerite theo phil when we look at people around us who have had relatively smooth and trouble free lives we find that some are happy some are happy others unhappy when we look at those who have had really rough and challenging lives again some are happy others are others are not all this seems to suggest the relevance of an age old truth happens has less to do with circumstances than with our attitude and approach to life happiness does not happen to us it happens by it happens by us know that each each of us is the creator of our own thought and state of mind this does not mean ignoring the often painful reality of what happens but understanding that you can choose your response to something at any given moment for example you can choose to be frazzled and furious with the demand and pressure of the hectic day feeling miserable about bad luck colleague weather or bad whatever or you can call upon the grace of the you can call upon the grace of the moment reminding yourself to stop and breathe calmly for just a few moment finding some beauty to focus on something to be grateful for in all this you can choose between forever brooding or an unhappy childhood or focusing on healing and moving on happiness is called upon and cultivated involving unlearning as much as learning considered that for a lot of people unhappiness can be patterned response where we choose a familiar emotional place even if it is mostly hurt and bring sorrow it's a bit like shadow my friend rescued puppy a bruised starving sick little creature he was given he was given a loving caring home and owners but after but after all this time he still twitches jump and scratches away at the slightest sound or sudden or sudden moment shadow does not run and hide so much because he has something to be terrified of today but simply because that was he was always done experiences from early life can create habit and pattern that becomes deeply ingrained influencing our mood and choices but unlike that miserable like dog we we do have the capacity to capacity to replace acquired acquired fear or sadness with learned happiness we can realize that blaming the past or others for our misery even if partially true can only give us excuses it cannot give us the happiness we crave inside 
In fact, it usually serves to increase our suffering. It is established that cultivating blessing of happiness result in a self-generating cycle of biological as much as psychological well-being when you carve out time to go for a walk or just to nearest window or to stop and pray or dance or sing along to a favorite tune or share moment with special with special people happy hormones flood your system keeping you healthy for this you need to first accept that happiness is something that is generated from within and it comes with time and practice happiness at its core is about discovering meaning and counting your blessing not your woes happiness grows in nurturing relationship all kind of inter- intentional relational activities practices in which people actively choose to reach out and engage with and engage with and serve others can offer a promising route to lasting happiness happiness then happiness then is simply about saying a heartfelt yes to all of life to more positive emotions to more engagement to more meaning and purpose to more caring to more caring relationships next is next chapter is enjoy the effort no matter what effect what the effect swami sukha bodhananda we have we have many desire and target we don't always get what we want some of us are happy with what we get and other remains dissatisfied still others don't give up and they keep trying which approach would be the right one i will recommend another approach you can have a desire put in your best effort to fulfill it but make sure you enjoy the effort rather than its fruit there are those who make the effort grumbling and are happy only when the desire is achieved there are others who exhaust themselves making the effort to such a degree that they have no strength or enthusiasm left to enjoy the fruit by method my method is enjoy the effort no matter what the effect my approach is to celebrate the march toward the destination if the destination is reached we will be happy even if it is not reached nobody can take away the sense of thrill at having run the race the delicious fatigue felt along the whole whole body my happiness is derived not from reaching a goal but from the struggle i wage as a part of my attempt at reaching it i am engaged in talking to you now suppose i feel i will be happy only if you give me a thundering ovation when i conclude my lecture that means i am not fully enjoying my teaching rather my mind is set on a particular goal that very concern may prevent me from giving my best to my teaching and thus act as a barrier to my attaining the goal playing football is one kind of joy winning is another kind the problem is we identify joy exclusively joy exclusively with winning classical musician are so absorbed in their performance that for all practical purpose they are un, they are unmindful of the audience the applause at 
at climactic point or the money they will receive from the organizers at the end that what what they enjoy is their involvement in bringing their art alive not the end result in the form of ovation or payment so enjoy the process enjoy the travel enjoy the endeavor ensure that ensure that you will be working smart not just hard don't go don't go fishing in the bathtub don't try to work up ladder in the running stream in, instead fish in fish in a stream and work up ladder in the bathtub set and evaluate your goal estimate the quantum and quality of effort to be invested in attaining the goal calculate the roi return on investment quotient carefully and then if you are convinced the ratio as if you are convinced the ratio is as satisfactory go ahead and work toward your goal that is smart work intelligent effort failure is a fact of life in all competitive context as in sport for example one side has has to lose so why not enjoy the effort rather than exult at success or mope at failure i think it is better mental discipline to celebrate the successes rather than brood on the losses it is definitely a healthier strategy for the future for anyone wishing to continue anyone wishing to continue in competitive endeavor there is also a spiritual lesson in every failure failure are necessary to remind people of their essential human vulnerability and unbroken strength of success can create pride and a sense of invincibility about oneself in a higher in a high achiever remember the bragging i am the greatest that comes out of the mouth of wrestler and boxing star as the common maxim goes such pride always precedes a great fall surrendering to the god to the lord is an act of bhakti devotion and surrender happens only in a spirit of humility next chapter is relevance of a faith that is timeless by deepam chatterjee young people today engaged in self exploration are are looking for inner peace they question the relevance of rituals and religious practices religions needs to be reinterpreted to suit the context of modern times otherwise today youth might lose faith in sanatana dharma sanatan dharma the timeless faith the hallmark of hindu tradition has been its great capacity to adapt itself to the lifestyle of people without losing its identity and helping seekers focus on attaining the transcendent absolute one may ask who then in the true hindu a real hindu is one who searches for the ultimate truth and relentlessly pursues answer to questions such as who is god who am i what is my purpose how to know god what is the ultimate truth a true hindu firmly believes in allowing you every human being to search for a god in his or her own way to freely experiment with various practices and rituals 
to suit one personal need and temperament the inquiry into the nature of god and self and the practices thereof could be termed as the hindu way of life the ultimate the ultimate aim of a hindu is is god realization through the spiritual practices through the spiritual practices he adopt it is a way of life which respect and accept all path to self realization what is commonly referred to as hinduism is the collective wisdom of many great seers and sages as opposed to the teaching of a single teacher it is more a group of faith somewhat somewhat connected by a set of scriptures and a pantheon hinduism has no universally accepted spiritual doctrine or or uniformity of worship and it is impossible to define in a set of parameter having no common practices rites or ritual unlike many other faith hinduism refuse to sanction the monopoly of one god one spiritual practice or one scripture as the one and only way to liberation one and only way to liberation hinduism is hinduism is based upon the quality of based upon the quality of acceptance absorption continuous change and expansion it is thus a dynamic living ever growing set of ideas rituals and spiritual practices it incorporates constant acceptance and freedom of thought for all other religion of the world one cannot be converted to hinduism for every other religion there are rites of baptism hindu considered that everyone is naturally on a journey to reach a higher awareness through the cycle of birth and death and that the soul continuously reincarnates to experience karma the effect of action performed in earlier incarnation this is something automatic in a way everyone who is trying to explore their divinity is practicing hinduism hinduism is a way of life and does not conflict with any religion for it is simply the commitment to search for the truth one does not have to give up one religious identity to follow hindu practice the greatness of hinduism lies in its infinite capacity of acceptance and alliance and alliance as long as any individual is mindful of raising consciousness of self community and the humanity as a whole one is following tenant of hindu of hindu religion this has been termed as shreya the essence of hindu way of life in a single word next chapter is as krishna the supreme power reaches out by m n kundu the essence of hindu spirituality has been elaborated in three scriptures the upanishad present the absolute wisdom revealed to sees reasoned wisdom has been elaborated in the brahma sutra the bhagavad gita elaborate on how to live in a way that is conducive to attaining salvation through wisdom 
Krishna's advice to Arjun at Kurukshetra on the battlefield encapsulates the essence of wise living that will enable one to remain balanced and peaceful while executing one responsibility in this world and eventually help one to attain great spiritual height the miraculous life of the miraculous life of shri krishna the incarnation of the absolute embodies the joyful manifestation of of the omnipotence and omniscience in human form this significant dualism of the of the divine drama with human undertones creates a multi level appeal and and a grand spiritual metaphor of krishna leela conveying spiritual truth with poetic beauty in the life of krishna we find the consummation of our ideal and worldly life we neither we neither followed nor advocated life negating renunciation at the at the same time he did not show any attachment to mundane life the dialectics of worldly life with happiness and sorrow was on his fingertips so clinging to anything worldly was absolutely alien to his nature he played perfectly the role of a naughty child uh, a playful youth statesman par excellence a benevolent king and intimate an intimate friend a beloved husband and above all an embodiment of wisdom with utmost objectivity despite being anchored in his true being as an incarnation of the absolute that is that is why his his prescription for the malady called life has malady called life is to maintain non attachment to anything and everything under all circumstances he exemplified the practice of the same through his own life the birth and childhood stories of both krishna and jesus christ are very similar knowing that the eight sons of sister devki will vanish him king krishna imprisons uh, krishna's parent yet his sister krishna mother devki convinces when she delivers the child kansa kans is unable to kill baby krishna through divine intervention the baby is taken away and another is sent in its place the goddess maya the river yamuna parts its water and makes way for yasudev to carry baby krishna out for out to safety the dance of the the dance of the interplay of spirit and nature manifested in annihilation annihilation of putna the bakasur or kaliya by child krishna herald the victory of good ever good over evil in the same way <coughs> mother yashoda was shown the entire cosmos in the small mouth of the child yet the naughty playfulness of the child added an eternal human element to the manifestation of divine incarnation this dualism has made krishna so human and lovable and yet so divine and mysterious the irresistible attraction of the melody of his enchanting flute and the divine magnetism of cosmic vibration like centripetal power had maddening impact on all consciousness 
at the root of creation is all pervading and it attracts the diffuse state of mind for ultimate peace and solace from the pangs of delusion that is precisely why in the gita krishna advises arjuna to do his duty knowing full well and that and and that the result will be in the hands of almighty lost in the lost in a sea of identity by acharya mahaprajna in order to understand society we must first understand the individual he who knows one knows all and he who knows all alone knows one mahavira would say complete knowledge of an atom is not possible without understanding it in the context of other things that is why when analyzing an atom one comes to know the countless laws of the universe the individual faces three types of problem physical social and spiritual to cater to one physical need economic power is required to regulate these to regulate these matters of commerce trade money and distribution the state is required administrative machinery run by the state becomes necessary when the when the needs of the people have to be taken care of hence multiple identities evolves out of various function and responsibility however the power centers created for solving individual problem have often themselves turned into turned into problem this there is a story in the puranas of a mouse that that performed penance to earn the blessing of lord shiva and the mouse was turned into a cat as a cat the mouse no longer feared other cat but still the fear of dogs continued through successive course of penance he kept changing from cat to dog to leopard to tiger and finally to man one day shiva asked him are you now free from all fears he replied even by becoming man my problems are not over for i am suffering from fear of death i may therefore be favored and turned into a mouse again lord shiva once again blessed him and he returned to the original form of mouse money was intervened to enable us to share goods and services in an equitable manner today how today how how veregi however it poses major problem there is the rich poor divide from being created as a means to fulfill need man has come to be flaunted as the as a sim, as a status symbol money because it its purchasing power is much sought after commodity its scarcity among some give rise to theft and corruption enforcing law and order is also therefore a duty of the state true religion stand for the experience of unity and harmony there are some who say that religion has failed to solve human problem but but that but that is because religion is being used to accumulate wealth cure disease and when legal suit more importance is being given to name and form religion is not meant for these thing it means to elevate your consciousness on the spiritual plane so called religious wars were caused not by religion but by its form and name the soul 
द सोल ऑफ रिलीजन इज यूनिटी नो वॉर कैन बी कैन बी फॉट विदाउट डिस्ट्रॉइंग दी स्पिरिट ऑफ रिलीजन वेदांता वेदांता प्रोपाउंड दी प्रिंसिपल डैट ऑल्स डैट ऑल्स सेंटाइंट बींग ओरिजिनेट फ्रॉम दी सेम सोर्स जैन फिलोसफी ऑल्सो एसर डैट ऑल्स सेंटेंट बींग आर अलाइक कुड ह्यूमन बींग हैव फॉट ईच अदर इफ पीपल हैव प्रैक्टिस दी अब फीलिंग ऑफ यूनिटी एंड हारमनी कुड वन इंडिविजुअल हैव एक्सप्लॉयड अनदर इंडिविजुअल कुड वन मैन हैव हेटेड अनदर फीलिंग यूनिटी एंड हारमनी विद एवरी वन इज दी स्पिरिट ऑफ रिलीजन द ग्रेटर दी आइडेंटिटी वन फील्स विद अदर द मोर द रिलीजियोसिटी वन एम्बाइब्स थिंकिंग अलॉन्ग दीज लाइन कन्विंसिस मीन दैट वी हैव मेरेली टच दी the vinir of religion but have never felt its inner core what what we have seen are the are the outer garment next chapter is live the present live the present moment free of past of past and future by janina janina gomes living in the present is the living in the present is the only way to live it is in the present it is in the present moment that we it is in the present moment that we touch base with our with our inner selves and come to and come to terms with outside outside reality the now outside reality the now is a continuum from the irritable past to the embodied to the embodied future in life we continually say goodbyes to our past situation and circumstances and our reaction to them at the same time in the in the now we plan and perfect a future we would like to ensure for ourselves the now is present in all that we enjoy and each moment expand our inner consciousness in the now we can be enveloped by sun shine and rain the dawn of a new day each day makes the morning a time of peace thanksgiving and prayer loaded with positive vibration and thought as the day progress we go on to encounter both good and bad we choose in each moment to strengthen the good in us and to weaken the low and un unpalatable so that the now act is a bridge going from one good experience to another we wrap up the experience of the day as even song each moment of the 24 hour day is renewed invitation to live in the now when we choose to live our lives by dwelling in the past and and with our attention riveted on the future that has not yet arrived forgetting the past we lose the precious now that is that is in the moment if we live in the now we experience the richness of the present moment we are rooted in reality and we extract from both the past the past and the impending future of the ever present now in the present there is an ever present flow of existence we learn to live from moment to moment we flow along with life in the now we make our divine encounter because god is all 
दैट इज नेचर नोज नो पास्ट और फ्यूचर एक्सेप्ट इन एक्सेप्ट इन आवर ह्यूमन कॉन्शियसनेस बट वी रिलेट टू रियालिटी एज इफ इट वर फिनिश्ड इवेंट और एन इनएविटेबल फ्यूचर इफ वी रिमेन इन दी नाउ वी आर ओपन टू इन्जॉइंग दैट वी आर ओपन टू इन्जॉइंग ऑल डैट इज गिवन टू अस एज अ गिफ्ट ड्यूरिंग दी डे वी एक्सपीरियंस टू दी फुल जॉय ऑफ सैडनेस लाफ्टर एंड पेन डिसमे एंड होप ब्यूटी एंड अगलीनेस ऑल रैपडअप एज गिफ्ट इन दी प्रेजेंट मोमेंट थ्रू वी ऑल लिव इन दी प्रेजेंट सम ऑफ अस आर मोर ओपन टू नाउनेस ऑफ एवरी डे रियालिटी अदर्स ट्राई टू फ्ली फ्रॉम दी प्रेजेंट बिकॉज ऑफ अनफिनिश्ड वर्कड फ्रॉम दी पास्ट और हेजी फ्यूचर नॉट बिल्ड ऑन आउटसाइड रियालिटी डैट इज वाई इन दी नाव वी राइस वेन वी राइस वी प्रे वेन वी प्रे वी ईट वेन वी ईट वी लिव एज वी लिव इन सच एन एग्जिस्टेंस द पास्ट इज ओवर ओनली मेमोरीज रिमेन मेमोरीज रिमेन एंड द फ्यूचर इज स्टिल अ वे ऑफ बिकॉज द फ्यूचर बिल्ड ऑन प्रेजेंट मोमेंट द नाव हेल्प अस टू अराइव एट आवर डेस्टिनेशन इन द मोस्ट इफेक्टिव वे पॉसिबल If we live in the now, we cannot help but touch the divine presence, because God is master. Because God is master of the moment. Live now to the full. Catch the early morning sunrise. Enjoy the dew. Eat a hearty breakfast. Enjoy the work of the day. Your leisure. Spend enough time exercising. Begin and finish the day with prayer. The now will never. let you down because you are responding to it from your inner from your inner being which gives pattern and harmony to the now next chapter is contradiction in the geeta help one to think discourse sri 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 ravi shankar truth is contradictory if it is not contradictory then it is not truth the bhagavad gita is full of contradiction you can understand it only if you see it in totality at one point krishna tell arjun that action is the most important thing and without action one will be nowhere but after that he tells him that action is all right but knowledge is better then krishna says you must become a yogi and drop everything around you krishna tells arjun in in chapter 6 that since he is confused there is no use talking he talks him he ask him to meditate finally he says he is the greatest among yogis who keeps me in his heart whether he meditates or not he is the real yogi because i am with him in whatever he is doing at one juncture krishna says arjuna there is nobody dear there is nobody dear to me nobody whom i love whom i love and then gives and then gives a whole list of qualification for those he really loves in another instance krishna tells arjuna to act without looking for the fruit of action later he asks arjun to act properly according to natural law then he tells him that he ought to fight if he want to win the war so at at this point he is bringing arjuna attention to the fruit of action but then he also tells him not to worry about the fruit of action krishna was like a dear friend to arjuna in the bhagavatam except for vidhura and adhura nobody even thought he was he was enlightened 
they all thought that he was he was just very smart the pandavas and the gopis knew who krishna was and how complete he was from all angles but many of them including arjuna did not see him that way krishna however shows him that he is infinite krishna tells arjun i will give you a special eye of knowledge which i have not which i have not given anybody in ages i am giving it to you now because it is time with that he gives him with that he gives him a vision for that one moment the universe appears as a manifestation of krishna to arjuna arjuna sees all of creation everything the mountain and the rivers the past the present and the future dissolving in krishna for an instance the whole of life the universe all memories play out like a movie and it frightens arjuna then arjuna pleaded oh please show me your simple natural and friendly face i like your sim- simple i like your simple smile and i want to see my friend i don't want to see anything beyond it is too much for me this is called vishwarupa darshan the vision of the universal thereafter krishna tells arjuna about the yagyas principle and universe and laws of the universe then he talks about sanyasa and how how to be centered arjuna tells krishna that we that what we says is not easy to follow krishna not easy to follow krishna says i agree it is difficult but not it is difficult but uh, but not impossible with practice dispassion and by getting to the center again you will you will succeed krishna tried everything finally it was the display of the universal vision that worked on arjuna when arjuna says i give up krishna says think and do whatever is the best for you after pondering over what i have said and then arjuna says his mind is now clear krishna had to speak through 18 chapter to get him to that point he could have done it at the very first chapter but the way his knowledge flows is really beautiful everything may appear to be all contradictory from all angles but that is reality next chapter is it is it is not all that easy to have faith be jivan yathi maharaj fringed pilot ronald nixon was flying his plane and he and his four colleagues were trying to locate the defense facilities of the german army army during world war world war 1 they entered they entered german airspace and were hiding their plane behind cloud Nixon needed to clearly view the defense sites so he took the risk of lowering his of lowering his plane his plane was hit the german army was firing at him at the at the plane was in flames nixon later wrote of the incident i was a non believer in god observing that my burning plane was losing height rapidly and would soon crash with no chance of with no chance of survival i murmured if there is a god save me i went blank after that on regaining consciousness i was told that i remained unconscious for almost two months when i inquired about my colleague i was told that somehow the burning plane 
the burning plain re-entered French border territory and fell there. Nothing remained. Nothing remained. None of others survived except the pilot. Yours truly. After getting discharged, I begin going to church and inquiring about God from various priests. If God exists, then I should find him and talk to him. I was not satisfied with the answer I got and eventually began reading many holy books. My desire to meet God increased day by day. After all, he was my savior. I was advised to visit India to learn further about God. I was enforced that sages of ancient India has researched deeply into this topic. I resigned from the Royal Air Force and came to India in search of God. Nixon came to India and took up a position as a professor in the English department at Lucknow University. Krishna at Lucknow University Krishna Krishna says in the Gita that he helped those who seek him out with sincerity. Nixon familiarized himself with Indian scripture including the Gita, the Upanishad, the Vedas and the Srimad Bhagavatam. He took the name of Sri Krishna Prema. He established a center at Mirtola in UP now known as Uttar Vrindavan. It is said that he realized the Supreme Lord here and used to talk to the Lord once Srila Mahadev. Madhav Maharaj met the Nobel Prize winning scientist C.V. Raman during the course of a discussion. The scientist said to Maharaj that if he could show Krishna to him, then he would conquer with the Maharaj word. There were, they were in a laboratory in Kolkata city. The northern side of the laboratory had a wall without window. Maharaj asked Raman, I am unable to see anything. Beyond that wall, if I say there is nothing outside this wall, will it be correct? Raman replied, I can see through my instrument. Maharaj said, there, there is a limit to your instrument. You can see only as far as your instrument allows allow you to see. Raman said, I will not give, I will not give any attention to anything that is not within my sense experience maharaj then said if your students say to you they will study your scientific finding only if you make them realize the result first what would be your reaction raman replied raman replied that the student would have to go through the learning process first if this is true if this is true for you and your scientific knowledge cannot our seed say the same thing follow their process and see whether you experience god existence god existence or not next chapter is trust is everything nurture it by anil anil dhirubhai ambani trust was the foundation on which my father dhirubhai ambani uh, built his life his enormous wealth of relationship and one of the India's greatest business enterprises. The absolute sanctity he attached to trust is reflected in the very name that he gave to his business reliance. It it was his way it was his way of saying 
टू दी वर्ल्ड यू कैन रिलाई ऑन मी विदाउट रिलायंस ही सेड देर कैन बी नाइदर ट्रस्ट नॉर रिलेशनशिप नाइदर फैमिली नॉर लाइफ इट सेल्फ रिलायंस मीन्स मैनी थिंग्स बट फर्स्ट एंड फॉरमोस्ट इट इज़ अ डीप सेंस ऑफ ऑनर अ कमिटमेंट टू वन वर्ल्ड वेन के के अप्रोच दशरथ फॉर दी ग्रांड ऑफ हर गूंस ही वॉज डिवास्टेड एंड ब्रोकन ही कुड ही कुड ही सेंड हिज बिलव्ड रामा टू एक्साइल हाउ कुड ही डिनाई हिम द राइटियस वन द थ्रोन हाउ कुड ही नॉमिनेट भारत एज हिज सक्सेसर बट इक्वली कुड ही अफोर्ड टू ब्रेक हिज वर्ड नॉट कीप हिज प्रोमिस दशरथ न्यू द आंसर बट ही हैड बट ही हैड हिज मोमेंट ऑफ डाउट रामा हैड नन वेन द न्यूज ऑफ हिज वेन द न्यूज ऑफ हिज टेरिबल फेट वॉज टेरिबल फेट वॉज ब्रोकन टू हिम बाय बाय के कई नॉट दशरथ हु वॉज टू डिस्ट्रॉट टू टॉक वन माइट रिमेंबर वन माइट रिमेंबर ही वॉज वेरी he was the very picture he was the very picture of tra- tranquility if father had given his word could rama ever think of going back on it his way to obey not question follow not doubt surrender not seek ragukul riti sadha chali aayi pran jaye par bachan na jaye ayodhya kanda could there be a higher example of trust lord rama knew in his heart as a billion indians do that trust is not about taking shortcut it is not about taking the easy way out trust is all trust is all or it is nothing make a sacrifice if necessary but do what is right rather than what is convenient trust is also my father proudest legacy to all of us our most precious inheritance sadly a legacy might not be forever more than what you get it is what you make it cherish it and grow neglect it and it and it wilts like a tender young sapling it demand constant constant care and concern looking back over the last few years i am deeply and painfully aware of how easy it is to lose touch with one values how easy is is to let one samskaras turn into empty word without meaning or intent how how easy it is to let the obsession with with the self i me mine vitiate even the purest most selfless of relationship the bond between a child the bond between a child and his mother it takes it takes us beyond trust to a realm yet higher a realm so sacred so exalted that it is likened in our scriptures to divinity itself there is no higher duty purpose or end in life say our epic than an unconditional surrender to a mother's love a supreme respect for her will a devotion to her well-being verily says the vedas the mother is god मातृ देव भव प्रोक्लेम्स द तैत्रिय उपनिषद ऑनर थाय मदर लुक अपॉन हर एज गॉड कैन वन वर्कशिप गॉड विदाउट टोटल ट्रस्ट कैन वन शो हर रेवरेंस विदाउट गोइंग वन हैड इन एब्सोल्यूट ह्यूमिलिटी कैन वन ब्रेक अ वर्ड स्पोकन 
solemnly in her presence if one does in the mindless pursuit of power ego or material riches what has one gained and more importantly what has one really really lost next next is destination ananda make time for the journey time for the journey discourse ganpat rao maharaj spiritual endeavor is the supreme goal of human being and the spiritual sadhana is our prime duty a little thought shows us that our daily life requires very little effort to run smoothly we need food to eat clothes to cover our body modest accommodation that is all that is required however we end up spending so much time on toiling hard to provide the body with more and more comfort and luxuries by earning more and more money even burning the midnight oil and the and the cost of all else dear sadhaka can you imagine the benefit you would get if only you spend a bit of your time on acquiring janana or knowledge don't waste all your time in immersing yourself in your worldly life because you are fully aware of the enormous importance of spirituality in your life on the other hand if you are not interested in seeking spiritual in seeking spiritual knowledge in expanding your consciousness you would probably find a million apparently important reason to avoid sadhana or spiritual practice please do remember that making progress in spirituality is your is your true goal in life this does not mean you have to give up your worldly life but what you would need a benefit as benefit you is to carry carry out your sadhana properly as a priority and then in the remaining time carry out your worldly duties give more importance to spirituality worldly life assumes only as much importance as we give to it as i said as i said before you don't really need to evolve all your time to worldly to worldly duties the true janana the true janana sadhaka is always focused on obtaining janana about the atman or soul and getting its experience within himself he is always he is he is always looking inward and carrying out his sadhana merging himself in the bliss of the in the bliss of the atman he is therefore he is therefore free of distraction has and has no fears instead of cultivating the practice of spiritual sadhana most people pay a lot of attention to worldly affair and leave spiritual endeavor to fate or destiny toiling toiling in the world for material gain what do you actually get you acquire educational qualification get a job marry start a family and in the process keep differing spiritual pursuit as through the two are mutually exclusive by the time your your children grow they get educated employed marry and have children the cycle repeats itself and you don't make and you don't make any effort to make time for sadhana at the end you are now you are now too old and feeble you might 
यू माइट नॉट इवन इन्जॉय गुड हेल्थ गुड हेल्थ देन यू डाई मे बी विदाउट एवर विदाउट एवर प्रैक्टिसिंग साधना विदाउट एक्सपीरियंसिंग थ्रू ब्लेस वैन यू सीक दी स्परिचुअल पाथ वैन यू एक्सपीरियंस आनंद एंड बिकम आनंद परसोनीफाइड यू आर यू आर हैप्पीनेस यू आर यू आर हैप्पीनेस एंड बिकम आनंद परसोनीफाइड यू आर हैप्पीनेस यू आर ब्लेस विशिंग फॉर अदर मीन्स टू गेट हैप्पीनेस इज लाइक वाटर क्रेविंग फॉर वाटर टू स्लेक इट्स थर्स्ट वैन वाटर रियलाइजेज दैट इट इज वाटर ऑल डिल्यूशन वैनिश देर इज नो मोर थर्स्ट यू वुड रियलाइज दैट द क्रेविंग वॉज अ फ्यूटाइल वन रियलाइजेशन डैट आई एम आनंद इन कॉन्क्रीट फॉर्म रिमूव द डिल्यूशन दैट कॉजेज वन टू सीक हैप्पीनेस आउटसाइड ऑलवेज रिमेंबर दैट वन डे यू विल फेस डेथ इट इज अनअवॉइडेबल दिस बॉडी this body will die it will decompose and become and become dust you cannot take your worldly possession with you so begin worldly uh, possession with you so begin sadhana today seek out janana find the ananda that there is within instead of looking for happiness all over all over the all over the place next is get connected with the power of get connected with the power of silence by sumit by sumit dhanraj what is silence it is to retreat in retreat in wordless prayer gazing out the window of your heart and going for slow meandering walk meandering walks in a garden you can look for silence in two ways inner silence and outer inner silence and outer outer silence outer silence helps us find inner silence but inner silence is more precious there are two kind of inner silence passive and active in passive inner silence the heart and mind are at rest at the unconscious level whereas in active inner silence the heart and mind are arrest at the conscious level we are consciously quiet and this is and this is necessary to experience god in silence we feel the presence of god through we may see him suppose we are seated in a room during the night and talking to one of our dear friend suddenly the lights go off in the darkness as we are seated by the by the side of our friend we do not we do not hold our friend's hand we do not talk to him we do not see him yet we feel his presence in the in the presence and that feeling implies strength joy love joy peace togetherness and support the same thing happens during the during the period of silence silence is silence is wordless prayer silence transcend thought concept images and concept images thought concept images and reasoning it is a state of it is a state of consciousness in which there are there are no word or images
in silence if at all there are words or images they should merge from inside and not from outside silence recharges body and mind every week saint francis of ass asse who is called the second christ used to go to a cave in a place called portinu portinu kula and remained there in silence mk gandhi observed silence on all monday for sheer adventure writes patricia clifford in her introduction to sitting still exploring the inner space of the human spirit has to equal the exploration of of outer space inner space hold a realm of existence not readily apparent when we are when we are in the grip of of a strident external world a powerful launching vehicle for the discovery of the realm within its silence it is in the it it is in the vessel of silence that inner transformation can appear silence can be acquired by just letting go of thought distraction and images post silence is not is of no use you can try chanting mantras or prayers what is called centering prayer to enter silence attention is to be given to the correct pronunciation and intonation of the mantra sacred vibration by their by their very nature have the power to put our spirit at rest to fix our eyes on an object preferably a sacred object and a gaze at it con- constantly is called as icon clear what is basic is the act of gazing gazing by its very nature has the power of placing our placing our spirit at rest to achieve intrinsic silence as just as we care for our bodies with good food and rest so we must also care for our spiritual selves that part of us that is connected to god if we are spiritually ill our bodies and mind also become sick this is why regular prayer and times of silent contemplation are necessary part of our daily lives periodic self periodic self examination and learning help to meeting god meeting god becomes more achievable in an atmosphere of complete of complete silence next is a thousand symphonies some heard most not by bindu by bindu chavla it is like a raga a pantheon many god and yet the same god and so many ragas and yet the and yet the same raga the first thing the ancient the ancient taught their disciple in music was ek sadha sab sadhe sab sadhe sab jaye in other word if you practice one raga to perfection you had practice you had practice all but if you tried to perfect all you had lost all you had lost all down the down the age student of music began to take the adage a bit a bit too seriously instead of thinking that the practice of one raga gave them access to all ragas they actually thought that not too many ragas need to be need to be practiced over narad muni who would often visit the 
mythical celestial land of the raga to find out how they were doing had much to say as he reported as he reported each raga was a healthy and luminous as the amount of time and the devotion and perfection with which it was being sung in the material world in fact he had found many ragas maimed many ill and a lot more suffering they had they had been sung and played so incorrectly by musician in the big bad material world but the one thing that narad muni did not ever report on was the number of ragas in myth they were personified as people who were in state of deep sleep never having been woken up at all since ragas came to be less than half of the pantheon has been awakened either by being sung or played from a total of 999 ragas that the ancient text estimate in the cosmic order only musician in the world of hindustani music have explored a quarter musicians will look at the gallery and a sing in handful of ragas all through all through their lives concentrating again concentrating again and again on a familiar few afraid to initiate unusual melodies and the not so well knows ragas because it is hard work that takes a wish that takes a while to establish them in the mind and hearts of listener don't some don't some medical doctor prescribe only from only from a certain stock of familiar medicine even for complicated even for complicated disease ancient text says that the human that the human body which is which is the virat or the or the cosmos itself is known to contain within it within it as many cures as the disease that will ever afflict its soul and consequently its body similarly each of the 999 ragas has the potential of a particular kind of healing not found in any other raga in the indoor in the indoor gharana master guru ustad amir amir khan sahib was known to take forward his raga repertoire from the number of 15 to 20 sung by his predecessor generation to 60 to 70 approximately in his own in his own lifetime after him his disciple pandit amarnath added another 200 ragas enriching further the school repertoire with new bandishes or lyrics in those ragas both masters were also very bold in terms of introducing these lesser heard melodies to a not so initiated public but with each raga they were all after all only evoking its blessing for everybody and for themselves pandit amarnath often used to tell us to tell us this story one morning when the kirana gharana master ustad abdul wahid khan sahib was singing the the raga lalit at the darga of ajmer sharif the presiding peer sahib was moved to tears as the peer sahib tried to gather more people around the master to hear him sing he said something that can be said for all the ragas when they are sung or played with devotion 
ललित की खैरियत बात रही है इसे लेते जाओ द रागा ललित इज बींग डिस्ट्रीब्यूटेड एज सैक्रमंड प्रसाद प्लीज टेक इट अलोंग विद यू नेक्स्ट इज द गेट्स ऑफ पैराडाइज आज थ्रोन आज थ्रोन अप टू यू बाय सादिया देहलवी मिस्टेक ऑफ वेरियस रिलीजन हैव बिलीव्ड फास्टिंग हैव फास्टिंग टू बी एन हैव फास्टिंग टू बी एन इफेक्टिव वे ऑफ कंट्रोलिंग द लोअर इंस्टिंक्ट सूफी मास्टर्स से डैट हंगर ब्रिंग्स अबाउट illumination of the soul for allah provides spiritual sustenance to those who keep hungry for his sake rumi writes hunger is god food for which he he quickens the body of the upright shakik balki taught that 40 days of constant hunger could transform the darkness of the heart into light sahal Tostari fasted perpetually and earned the title of Shaq ul Arifin, the master of the Noahs. He said, "Hunger is God's secret on earth." Abu Madian, the African mystic, wrote, "Who one who is hungry becomes humble, one who becomes humble begs, and one who begs attain God. So hold fast to your hunger, my brother, and practice it constantly." for it means that you will attain what you desire and will arrive at what you hope muslim believe that god through gabriel revealed the quran to prophet muhammad in ramzan the nine month of the islamic calendar one of the five pillar one of the five pillar of the faith fasting is defined as abstaining from eating drinking smoking and sexual activity in the prescribed hour dawn to Dawn to sunset. God messenger said that the breath of a fasting person is more pleasing to God than the fragrance of musk, and that there were two joys associated with fasting. One is the joy of breaking the fast, and other is when one meets the Lord. Scholar says that breaking the fast is akin is akin to meet. to meeting the to meeting the lord ramzan is a wonderful enclosure in time just as a place of worship is is in physical space commanding the same respect islam describes the month of portal of mercy a time when he when the gates of paradise are open and the gates of the hell are gates of the hell are are close it is a time for reflection self purification and retreating and retreating from the commotion of a worldly of a worldly life into a state of into a state of deeper contemplation through the power of patience fasting through a power of patience fasting raises taqwa one consciousness of god after a few days of fasting the physical system slows down and i separate from the body hunger is felt not as not as i am hungry but as my body is hungry just as you would observe another hunger this process helps one recognize that the intellect body and heart are different are different component 
are different components reading one for the spiritual journey fasting without abstaining from wrongful actions such as engaging in foul conversation or gossip is fruitless harboring suspicion uh, rancor or negative opinion about about others especially especially uh, nauseous in ramzan as also cheating vanity and and irrational anger prophet muhammad taught that a person who fast and does not guard the tongue simply remains hungry achieving little or no spiritual benefit likewise the love of praise and the operation of others are stuck down for they are they are and anathema to the spirit of ramzan ramzan is also known as the month of spending in the way of god in the way of god divesting divesting oneself from material asset and investing in the thereafter prophet muhammad was the most generous of people and in ramzan he was known to be even more generous he said that the best charity in ramzan is setting things right between people who are in conflict and those who harbor hatred for each other ramzan present a great opportunity to be mindful to build resolves to purify the heart and come closer to the almighty to the almighty next is next is why both mind and body need need looking after discourse is sri ashutosh maharaj the physical body the physical body being grosser appear to have great strength but the controlling but the controlling switchboard is is in the mind from the biological point of view the human body is a is a dense network of nerve cells veins and other constituent all interconnected with each other it has it has also the ability to constantly repair and renew itself if all cellular reaction are optimum and perfect one can lead a disease free life our mind exercises direct control over all biochemical reaction taking place in taking place in our body our thought emotional and feeling leave their impact on the biological system for instance the feeling of fear in us lead to the gush of the hormone adrenaline the feeling of stress cause the release of a hormone cortisol the feeling of laughter increase endomorphin level anger and annoyance raising the raising the cholesterol level and blood pressure increase the risk of fatal heart heart attack or strokes and there are many more such examples available every emotion or feeling has a tendency of altering or modifying our biochemical profile in short our body is the physical outcome of all our thought and emotion we have been wearing in our mental plane as is depicted in the famous adage belief creates biology in other word our physical body can be described as the manifestation of emotion or the three dimensional projection of our mental thought as shakespeare put it 
we are such stuff as dreams are made of thus everybody's cell of ours is influenced by the way we think and feel in addition to all in addition to our all thought emotion and feeling get stored up in the vibration code of our cell the human mind the human mind is like a double edged sword where its potentiality if mishandled can cause much havoc in the form of disease at the same time effective utilization of its potentiality can help in eliminating anxiety panic attacks and stress the mind is the mind is equipped with incredible with incredible power that can that can change life it is like that can change life it is like creating the power machine which can create anything ranging from the worst to the best the worst gets the worst get manifested when the mind is overwhelmed with negativities propagating anxiety worries and depression which further shoots up into various form of disease generally anxiety stress worry etc all need just a single negative thought of their ignition but often you don't get aware of that negative thought instead instead you sense this this negativity when it has assumed some other worse state like headache or stomach ache the need is to control negative thought before they reach their summit in the form of variegated ailment however negative thought can be controlled by by bridling the mind with the help of proper meditation proper meditation technique emphasized in divine emphasized in divine knowledge which in turn can be achieved by the grace of perfect master only the mystical effect of divine knowledge then <coughs> then chants chants out your positive tendencies enabling you to extract the most out of your most out of your life it trains and develop your mind keeping it disease free and stress free it makes you lead a healthier and more productive life while keeping while keeping diseases at bay next is mind intellect and the choice you make by jaya ro while the rest of the world was still in the dark ages the focus in the subcontinent began to shift from from conquering the world to gain to gaining control over the mind honoring of skill whether as a philosopher musician sports person or scientist was encouraged because the acquisition of knowledge was given prime importance the dictum the dictum seemed to be based on the concept of doing one best wealth fame and accolades might follow but the focus was on acquiring knowledge excellence was not was not the exclusive privilege of a chosen few everyone was was included from the most gifted to the to the least endowed there there were no qualifying exams there were no qualifying exams no grade to be sought and no heartbreak not 
over not having obtained the minimum mark the pathway to excellence was simple we have we have two distinct entities the mind and the intellect the mind is the realm of emotions impulses likes and dislikes the intellect is the rational discriminating faculty the intellect judges discern and distinguish between pair of opposites our action can be driven by whims and fancies of the mind or by the clear or by the clear counsel of the intellect impulse led we clear the impulse impulse led action are weak they lead to failure action propelled by the intellect intellect take one to success often the mind and intellect point in different direction the mind might go for instant gratification the intellect might prefer short term pain for long term gain whenever there is a conflict between the two it is the intellect that ought to prevail everyone is born with a distinct talent or gift zero in or this inner calling your swadharma within within the area of your core interest fix an ideal fix an ideal one that soars above personal self centered interest and includes the well-being of society this shift in attitude changes your life from drudgery to revelry from indignation to inspiration the higher the ideal the greater is the enthusiasm and creativity an attitude of what what in it for me must be replaced by an must be replaced by an irresistible urge to serve sacrifice and help it is a myth to believe that you can succeed or be happy through selfishness when mohandas gandhi set aside his legal practice for 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 service of the people he had no idea he would be regarded as as a mahatma when mohammad yunus established gramin bank for the poor women in bangladesh he had no clue that he would become world famous and be awarded and be awarded a nobel prize devotion comes devotion comes next love what you do embrace all with a sense of oneness not otherness when you place a mirror before a monkey it sees a competitor it sees a competitor not its own image it lashes out at the mirror you on the other hand see yourself in the mirror and preen before it you admire yourself with a great joy and satisfaction so see yourself in fellow in fellow being exult in the feeling of oneness this cleanses you of all hatred and malice it empowers you your focus must shift to that which is which is permanent then the then the ephemeral aspect of life ceases to traumatize you you became sagely within you command the wealth and power of the world 
बट यू नाइदर डिपेंड ऑन इट नॉर गेट अफेक्टेड बाई इट यू रिमेन अनफेज बाय द रोलर कोस्टर राइड ऑफ लाइफ इन द एंड यू मूव टू द स्टेट ऑफ एनलाइटनमेंट योर ट्रू योर ट्रू नेचर नेक्स्ट इज काइंडनेस एंड एनरोचमेंट देयर इज अ डिफरेंस क्रिस्टोफर क्रिस्टोफर मैंडोन का ओवर टाइम वी हैव बीन चेंजिंग सिग्निफिकेंटली द वे वी परसीव आवर सेल्फ टूडे द की वर्ड इन रिलेशनशिप इज सेंसिटिविटी मोस्ट चेंजेस टेकिंग प्लेस इन सोसाइटी आर द रिजल्ट ऑफ दिस न्यू अवेयरनेस ऑफ द नीड टू बी सेंसिटिव टू बी a uh, mindful of the need to respect others and their freedom and to and to be tolerant in matters of faith we are becoming conscious of our environmental responsibility of the need of the need to make less noise and to take care not to enroach on another property or ownership right our survival depend on our sensitivity to people other being and the environment when it comes to interpersonal when it comes to interpersonal relationship however we might end up compromising a relationship by being more sensitive than is necessary think of the times we make it a point to mind other people business so that we can be more we can be more aware of their problem without actually helping them we offer sympathy to those in grief often refusing to acknowledge that unless we we come to term with our own pain we are unable to genuinely grieve with other we often fight battles for human right and social justice while all the time we fail to recognize the subtle undercurrent of our own selfishness and greed we tend to project our own inadequacies on to others in trying to be sensitive to others need we might undermine their ability to cope with their own problem we became annoyed because they do not understand that we are only trying to help we we smoother others with excess care disregarding their uniqueness altogether and possibly their and possibly their need their need for private space so they can they can come in term with their with their problem or grief we are blissfully unaware of the fact that all the time we have been trying we have been trying to meet our own need even as we think we are we are being oh so helpful sensitivity in its purest form uh purest form foster a sense of community and connectedness when it does not achieve this it is a it is a sure indication that our sensitivity has regenerated into inquisitiveness we are concerned about the other but are but but are we unwittingly unwittingly trying to extract trying to extract something in return when 
when machination and manipulation becomes our second nature there is a blurring of line are we being sensitive or insensitive language is not bad but the way we used it we may mean that a lot is lost when we start when we start talking we waste our words when we reinforce our reputation when we use them to divide rather than unite to bound rather than heal to pull down rather than build true sensitivity is better expressed in silence than in words even when we use word of comfort they would be effective only if they are rooted in silence a spiritual approach can help here whenever words stems from the depth of inner silence their eloquence is soothing it heals we can experience a a common union a oneness of being that bind us together for no other reason that we are in each other and both of us are in god the mind is subtle it is a progeny it is a progenitor of language the desert father defined prayer another term for communion with god as we descend from the mind into the heart into the heart the center of one being where you can experience god in a sensitivity thus born out of inner silence we could experience divine communion and communion with one with one another next is relationship thrive on kindness and love by janina gomes human being are born in relationship and the and the lives we lead right from infancy to old age are anchored in relationship it is in relationship that we grow and achieve adulthood and die in the final peace that comes through dying in a trusting relationship with god there are many views on the nature of human relationship in practice however it is the day to day relationship that must survive the wear and tear of daily life sometimes we find that in order in order not to soar a relationship it is better to keep a to keep a distance at other times a clean break becomes necessary we need to learn to cultivate relationship in a way that there is a room for love mutual respect and space for the other to grow at work the equation are different in an office or a work environment in which hierarchy in which hierarchy is important relationship tend to remain at a rather superficial level there is a certain give and take in official relationship but but they rarely survive once we are out of that particular work situation and environment the family which was once the primary environment for close relationship is no longer for many because the sanctity of relationship is under threat when mistrust and insecurity make demand of family life flowing we might have to make that extra effort to strike a balance that will restore the pristine nature of a original relationship relationship becomes our chief means of reaching god ritual common prayer worship and solidarity are all conventional way to to do this if we wish to take the relationship still further 
we might have to establish a more personal link with with god sometimes the give and take of ordinary relationship create a gentle arc that connect us to the divine conversation are an important way of building up relationship they could be silent or expressed vocally such relationship look beyond a given set of circumstances for a wider deeper perspective to understand the truth that lies beneath what is apparent on the surface the longer we live and the more experience we are our ability our ability to discern the true nature of relationship improves we are able to take considered decision on whether to continue with a certain with a certain relationship or call it quit without without acrimony or hatred when we cultivate when we cultivate virtues like patient compassion mutual respect and a loving nature we are well on the way to touching the heart of god whose reflection we see in other human being god invite us through the diversity and wealth of his creation to a relationship of universal love to love his creation is to love god any relationship that is nurtured for selfish for selfish motive and which is vulnerable to feeling of jealousy hate and suspicion cannot last for it is not founded on unselfish love and without the ingredient of love relationship lack the spark that can help take it forward toward higher dimension we might remember those who built empire or created elaborate monument for themselves in the course of remembering in in the course of remembering in consequential detail of material achievement immortal immortal memories in our collective consciousness would however be made up of those acts of kindness and love that came unsolicited or those who nudged us on the path to finding god to share with us the divine experience of unalloyed unalloyed bliss next is you may escape the you may escape the law of the law but not your karma by kesi costello we we reap what we sow if if things do not catch up with us in this lifetime rest assured they would do so in another karma has become a well used word these days but now many people take time to understand and remember it the first step to change is to understand karma any good you do in this lifetime will come back to you if you are spiritually attuned the good will return to you in this life if not then you will experience good in the next life thought is also energy be very careful about about negative thought and whom you project them onto think think before you you do something mean to someone else even when they have done something mean to you this could become a continually circle that you and the other person get stuck in for many lifetime the same turn the other the other cheek begins to have to have a real energetic meaning so in fact if someone does some if someone does something negative to you you 
यू डू नॉट रिएक्ट बट लेट बट लेट इट गो सो डैट इट रिमेन्स देयर कर्मा एंड एंड डज नॉट बिकम पार्ट ऑफ पार्ट ऑफ योर्स कॉज एंड इफेक्ट इज रिलेटेड टू कर्मा एज इट मीन्स as it means the consequences of our action we all want positive karma not negative and the same rule apply so it is essential that we think and act in in a good way all action and thought create energy and energy field surrounded surround all things including including ourselves another name of our energy field is the aura both positive and negative energy stay in our auras and travel with us from one life to another if you think you have got away with with something bad say a murder or hurting someone wait it will come back to you and the same will be done to you are you cannot get away from karma you may escape the law of land yes but not your karma all we have choices deciding which follow to path and the and the reason we wish to learn and the reason we wish to learn no one is squeaky clean negative energy is something we all try to we all try to avoid and we certainly and we certainly don't want it lingering in our auras lifetime in our auras lifetime our lifetime there is a saying what angers you control you anger is the anger is the dark red color in the aura and can make the aura feel heavy and dull but at the same time very spiky anger causes many dramas and and can stop you from moving forward another big negative energy is fear it is like a heavy it is like a heavy gray cloud that sits in the aura and can manifest at many level some people live in constant fear which prevent them from enjoying life fear can fear can hold you back from all all you ever want and prevent you from finding true happiness our worst fear has been that of death and dying has been death and dying but we never die we just move on to other life perhaps repeating lesson we got wrong and never finish some people touches on their past lives by accident or experience them on a regular basis letting go of fear can change your whole outlook on on life and the nature of and the nature of your relationship to not forgive is another big negative energy a good place to start is a good place to start is to start forgiving others just imagine just imagine negative energies negative energies as dark heavy colors and positive energies as light bright colors in our auras which would which would you prefer we all display our karma in our auras and hopefully we get it cleared by making the right by making the right choices giving thanks for the good and the bad discourse sant rajinder singh 
we might face many difficulty hardship and disappointment in our life things do not always go our way if we listen to the discussion of others and the view our own word and thought we we find that many of them are complained about how life is treating us there is a bitter feeling a different perspective would reveal would reveal to us how fortunate we are during the great depression in early 20th century america a government agency representative traveled to some of the poorer part of the country to provide financial assistance to farmer to buy succeed to buy succeed fix his home and run and run there and run their farms the agent came across an elderly the came came across the came across an elderly woman living in a shack without flooring she was she was covered the broken windows with the broken windows with tar paper she barely managed to survive the agent asked if the government gave you 200 dollars what would you do with it the woman replied without hesitation i would give it to someone who is homeless there is a story of king who one day while sitting with this most devoted servant ayaz ventured to share a cucumber cucumber with him ayaz thanked him and happily ate the piece given to him by the king when he had finished the king then took a bite of his own half yuk he cried as he made a disgusted face and spit out the cucumber this is so bitter how how could you have eaten your piece if it tasted like bitter poison ayaz replied my dear king i have i have enjoyed so many favors and blessing from you all these years whatever you give me tastes sweet a true lover of god lives in a gratitude and so is able to consider the god consider the good and sweet and the bitter as gift from beloved ayaz had ayaz had received from so much from the king that he did not think it his place to complain if one of these gift was bitter he accepted all he accepted all that the king gave him with with one with love and gratitude if we could accept the if we could accept the the cloudy days with the same gratitude as we do the sunny days we would find our lives to be filled with more filled with more love peace and happiness peace and happiness if we could appreciate the weed as well as the roses we would get enriched not only do we need to learn to be contented we need to expand our heart to embrace all creation like the poor woman from the great depression in order to return to god we need to be compassionate and feel universal love most of us have love for a small circle of people which include our family and close friend however as we progress spiritually our heart expand to embrace community 
society country world and beyond the ultimate state of love is having love for the love for the cosmos the practice of meditation enable us to cultivate the the qualities of compassion and contentment the bliss and happiness we experience in meditation stays with us even after we come out of the meditation it is a wellspring of love and peace that we can tap into any time we wish the experience is so powerful and fulfilling that it helps us to transcend the pains and sorrow of and sorrow of life no matter what happens to us in life we have a fountain of nectar within us from which we we can drink at any time this is the gift we can achieve through we can achieve through meditation next is the invisible next is the invisible piper mysterious tune by homayun toba there are so many things about us we cannot do much about right from our dna structure to who our parents are the place of our birth and the length of our lives we refer to these as givens as the actual list can be very long albert einstein putting on his philosopher hat goes a step further saying that everything is determined by forces over which we have no control and that we all dance to a mysterious tune intoned in the distance by an invisible piper against this list sit one another one where the item listed out are those over which we do have influence and the things on which we can have an impact depending on our energy willingness and the level of risk taking we are able to generate a whole we are able to generate a whole lot of transformation within a lot of transformation within ourselves and in and in the environment around us one of those prayer found everywhere in stores and curio shops practically upon every sort of material from glass to cloth to wood is one that asks the almighty to grant us serenity to accept the unchangeable and courage to change the changeable up to here it has enough insight contained in it but the crucial few words kept kept for the third for the third line are and wisdom to know the difference there are many situation in which in which we fail to exercise this uh, discerning wisdom from our career marriages dealing with our neighbor or simply in our setting priorities while changing the material world and one financial status are not are not impossible things to do it takes a time and many it takes a time and many setback and knock to realize that we cannot we cannot we cannot change others that we that we could have reserved a substantial amount of energy and resources 
if he had exercised his serenity to accept this, Sufi mastered Bayazid Bistami offer offer some insight on this. When he was young, he was a revolutionary, and all his prayer to God were to ask for energy to change the world approaching middle age. He realized that half his life. He realized that half his life. Half his life had gone by without his truly changing a single soul. So he changed. So he changed his prayer now, asking for power to change those he came in contact with, just family and close friend, and he would be content. Then comes this. Then comes this wisdom statement. Now, Dad, I am an old man, and my days are numbered. My one prayer is, Lord, give me the grace to change myself. And if I had prayed for this right from the start, I would not have wasted so much of my life. So the first prayer is about serenity, courage, and wisdom, and the second one is about energy, power, and grace. And this is, and this is interesting. because there is a vital link here between wisdom and grace in one sense in one sense a true prayer is about asking god to grant us grace and by that or in the light of it we may acquire wisdom wisdom is not always wisdom is not always about knowing what to do but more importantly understanding about what not to do sometimes sometimes simply listening not rushing to help or to interfere can be enormously wise we shall require a substantially new manner of thinking to realize that in life a lot depend on the willingness to face all that happens to us and at the same time on learning the limit and extent to which we can overcome and also what we must learn to make peace with Life is about choice, but to choose well. Kofi Annan says, "You must know who you are and what you stand for, where you want to go, and why you want, and why you want to get, to get there." The only way out is in so deep. So look deep within. So look deep within by discourse by Sadguru. We constantly seek a deeper experience of life, one way or the other. Whatever one may seek, God, alcohol, drugs, meditation, or any other thing that one feels will provide relief, give pleasures, or fulfillment. You are only seeking to have a larger slice of life. The intention is always the same. Somehow. to have a deeper experience to extract a little more out of life to find access to that which is not yet for you the question is not of the intention as the intention is always the same it is it is only of whether it works or not everything you have done in your life so far has been in pursuit of joy career business making money or starting a family from when you were a child till now 
is your increasing is your joy increasing or decreasing now that you have grown up you have your own life your own family your own bank account everything of your own has your joy multiplied in the last 24 hours how many moment of joy have you known when you came into this world you came with no investment so whatever happens in your life anyway you are in profit but the reason people are in various level of distress is because there is no life sense only ego sense if you are miserable it is because life is not happening the way you think it should happen if everything happened the way you think it should the whole existence would happen within the limitation of your limited thought it is not wonderful that so many things that you could never imagine are happening what you enjoyed your parents were distressed about what you are distressed about your children are enjoying the nature and basis of your experience is within you pain and pleasure joy and mis misery agony and ecstasy happen only within you the very seat of your experience is within you so why try to extract joy from outside at best at best the outside can provide a stimulus if you depend on the outside to bring joy to you understand that the outside never happens a hundred percent the way you wanted those who think that there is something like an ideal situation are not in touch with reality no situation no situation or person will ever happen a hundred percent the way you want it but at least you should happen the way the way you want yourself to be then then there no situation or person will ever happen a hundred percent the way you want it but at least you should happen the way you want yourself to be then there would be no need for you to be in the pursuit of your happiness so the question is not of intention or direction but of doing that which works if you did happen the way you want yourself to be joy would be the natural choice what we refer as the to as inner engineering means not seeing joy as something that we could achieve in our life but seeing joy as the very basis of our of our life joy is not joy is not the goal it is the square one of your it is the square one of of our life other things can happen only if there is a joy otherwise you will live constantly with the fear of misery striking at you what great things you achieve in your life will depend on your capability and situation and the prevailing times regardless of what what you do or don't my wish and blessing is that your experience of life is pleasant and is pleasant and <coughs> graceful money can money can create a false sense of independence discourse by sri sri ravi shankar money gives one a sense of freedom and ownership we believe that with money we can own anything that we can put a price tag on anybody's service ownership of something means total control of its existence when we buy a piece of land we feel we feel that we own it 
although the land continue to exist even after the owner is no more how can we own something that outlives us money also gives the idea that we are powerful and independent blinding us to the fact that we live in a world of interdependence we depend on farmers cooks drivers and the service of so many of so many people around us even an expert surgeon cannot operate by herself she depend on others because we pay for their services we overlook the fact that we depend on them if we look at why most people with money are arrogant we will find it because of the feeling of independence that money brings the awareness of dependence on the other hand make one humble the basic human quality of humility is taken away by a false feeling of by a false false feeling of independence can money really reflect the worth of a person we cannot put a value to human life wealth can be attained through one skill abilities inheritance or through corrupt means the means of attaining wealth brings its own consequences the very motive for corruption is peace and happiness yet peace and happiness remains elusive when the means are corrupt as possession of money create the illusion of independence money is often referred to as maya a sanskrit phrase sums sums it up mayate anaya iti maya that which can be measured is maya on the other hand some people blame money for all for all the ills in society there are other who even consider it an evil just as possessing money brings arrogance rejecting it too makes one arrogant some people who renounce money take pride in their poverty to draw attention and sympathy however ancient sages honored money and or maya as a part of the divine and transcend the grip of its illusion they knew that when we reject or hate something we can never transcend it the honored wealth as goddess lakshmi the consort of narayan narayana she is born out of yoga it is yoga that transform the bad karma and bring out latent skill and talent it also brings up ashta siddhis the eight perfection and nav nidhi the nine wealth yoga helps one move from arrogance to self confidence meekness to humility dependence to independence from craving for freedom to the recognition of unboundedness and from a limited ownership to oneness with the whole when people lack faith in the divine or in their own abilities or in the goodness of society they suffer from a deep sense of insecurity as a result that all appears to provide security is money they rely on something that is not certain and end up getting upset uncertainty causes craving for stability the world is of change the self the self is of non change we have to rely on the non change and accept the change this is like perceiving the real as unreal and unreal as real in fact all miseries are unreal a wise man knows that happiness is real as it is our very nature unhappiness is unreal because it is inflicted by memory when we see everything as a dream then we abide in our true nature love joy and peace 
we then understand that money is not all important value sense of belonging love and care are love and care are more important next is peace and harmony in daily living by ramesh s balsekar there have been moment in almost everyone day to day living when one has experienced the true joy of living with calm peace and tranquility uh what has usually distributed these moment are memories of guilt and shame carried by the ego and and which resurfaces every now and then causing discomfort these feelings could be because of one own misdeeds or another what if you can totally convince that no action is anyone doing that all action was merely a happening that simply had to happen this is what spiritual seeking is all about masters may talk about enlightenment or or self realization but what it means is to be able to experience the peace and tranquility that the sage enjoys in his day to day life self realization to the sage simply means the realization the absolute total conviction that event happens deed are done but there is no individual doer there thereof as buddha put it both the sage and the ordinary person respond to their respective names being called in both cases therefore there is identification with body and name as an individual entity separate from all other the difference is that whereas the sage knows that event happens event happens deeds are done but there is no individual doer thereof the ordinary person has the conviction that each individual perform his action and is responsible for it every action is happening according to a cosmic law and not because of something done by an individual human being if this is accepted it also has to be accepted that no one can blame anyone for whatever happens through anybody mind organism therefore he need not blame himself for any action need not feel guilt or shame for any action he need not also hate anyone for whatever might hurt him in life the result is that anyone who is able to have this acceptance in his day to day living would carry no burden of guilt or shame uh, nor any burden of hatred and malice jealousy and envy in other word the result is that he is anchored in peace and harmony he is continuously comfortable with himself and also comfortable with others perceiving in pheno- phenomenology is an impersonal nominal function of the manifestation of the phenomenal universe such perceiving is pure perceiving because there is nothing seen and there is nothing that perceives we are nothing but illusory dream figures all phenomenal existence itself is merely an appearance in consciousness and all the characteristics of sentient being the the form the perceiving the knowing and the feeling are also nothing but moment in consciousness as in the dream the dream that is the phenomenal manifestation occurs in consciousness it is perceived and cognized in consciousness and is interpreted by consciousness uh, through the duality that is the basis of for all phenomenal 
manifestation the subject object relationship this duality of subject object relationship is merely the mechanism or the instrumentation like space time itself through which the manifestation occurs and is of course a concept with the result that the perceived can be nothing other than the perceiver consciousness is all there the subject and the object inseparably united when con conceived and unmanifested only appear as dual and separate when when conceived in the phenomenal manifestation next is more the extravagance greater the violence by swami vidhitmananda saraswati the great indian epic the mahabharata says ahimsa or non violence is greatest dharma ahimsa was also one of the most effective means by which mahatma gandhi helped liberate the country from foreign domination the word ahimsa is derived from sanskrit word hims which means to kill to injure or to hurt the the ahimsa the absence of these violent tendency is ahimsa the practice of non violence called calls for an understanding of violence and its cause the principal cause of violence lies in the arrogance of the true nature of self that is characterized by happiness peace and completeness this arrogance result in insecurity selfishness hatred aggression and competition ignorance propels a person to resort to violence to fulfill his egocentric need it is for this reason that scripture advise do not harm any living being why because i do not want to be harmed i should not do unto others what i do not want done unto me in this way ahimsa becomes a universal law necessary to safeguard to safeguard the order of the universe violence occurs at three level indeed words and thought absolute non violence at the level of deeds is impossible because some amount of violence might be necessary in order to survive in life even chores such as eating cooking walking and cleaning involves sacrificing minute life forms therefore practice of ahimsa at this level would mean to reduce violence to the bare minimum the more we increase our need and the more extravagant we are the more the violence and awareness of this would require one to cut down one need and live a simple life as much as possible in gandhi ji case the the loin cloth he wore symbolized his concept with respect to food opting for veget vegetarianism would be an expression of ahimsa even that involves destroying plant life we can hurt others even through words shri krishna says in the bhagavad gita speaking words which do not inflict pain which are sweet truthful and also beneficial constitute austerity of speech satar then ahimsa at the level of word is that at the level of at the level of mind nursing hurtful thought for other is violence too when entertained for a long time violence is bound to find an outlet through words or deed words and deeds are generated in the mind and this is also where violence in thought occurs so the first step is to check violence in the mind the one way of doing this is to constantly replenish the mind 
with positive thought if for instance if for instance the mind is full of anger hatred and jealousy if someone if someone he he could flood the mind with feeling with feeling of forgiveness tolerance and accommodation to flush to flush the mind of violent tendencies violent tendencies ignorance of of the true nature and glory of self result in in violence at the level of mind words and deed therefore knowledge of the self is ahimsa in the true sense in the true sense of the word practicing ahimsa in mind word and deed paves the way for attaining to knowledge of the self implementation of ahimsa calls for sensitivity toward fellow being animal insect and plant and toward entire creation awareness of the awareness of the need of others and a proactive effort to fulfill them require the sacrifice of one own need not only in ahimsa the greatest dharma it is the only dharma next is ahimsa and active force of love by madhukarna the doctrine of ahimsa implies living with active compassion refraining from violence in thought word and deed the belief in the supremacy of truth was not based on theoretical abstraction to seek the truth is a striving for human for human perfection mahavir renounced all possession and set out to live the solidarity solitary life of wandering mendicant begging for food and shelter and enduring the harshest of austerities in fasting he abandoned all hardship and concern of the body he wandered about meditating for 12 years on the truth of existence to understand the nature of the self after 12 years of intense penance he attained he attained the highest knowledge called kevala jana which is infinite complete and full sakyamani gautama chose the life of the mendicant practitioner in search of satya he mastered four significant stages of mindfulness and contemplative awareness this mastery was in union with a series of with a series of unusual cognition during the first watch evening gautama attained the first cognition that unfold each of each of his own previous incarnation he saw them one by one in absolute transparency in the second watch midnight he acquired the divine eye with which he could penetrate into the truth about the cycle of disease and rebirth of all living creature the universe appeared to him as a mirror reflecting the misery of the repeated cycle of birth and death he he saw the interplay between good karma and merit <coughs> bad karma and its measurable retribution during the third watch the last night he acquired the third cognition he perceived the four noble truth this is suffering this is the source of suffering this is the cessation of suffering and this is the path that leads to emancipation along with sixth form of knowledge that is 
extinction of desire in the fourth cognition he realized the principle of dependent co-arising that framed his theory of existence having having realized these truth he attained the level of buddhahood according to mk gandhi all faith constituted a revelation of truth as but as they are created by imperfect men they are they are alloyed by untruth and therefore liable to imperfection and error but absorbing the absorbing the tested truth of all faith it is possible to assimilate the universal spirit of all religion it was his search for satya that inspired him to introduce sarva dharma the multi faith prayer these were chanted and sung in his ashrams gandhi deep gandhi deep commitment to the value of ahimsa came to him as a natural extension to his search for truth after repeated experiment gandhi came to the conclusion that ahimsa is an infallible force that ahimsa and satya are a part of our inherent nature man as an animal is violent and as spirit is non-violent violence is the is the law of the brute the dignity of a man required obedience to a higher law to the strength of the spirit in gandhi's term ahimsa is a constituent of satya it is not absence of violence but as compassion ahimsa is an active force of love while mahavira the s the ascetic followed the path of austerity and buddha advocated a middle path gandhi revisited gandhi revisited the concept of ahimsa and satya and used them successfully in the political sphere as well next chapter is the divine aspect of ideal relationship discussed by yogi ashwini everything everything in the universe is in its place because of balance a harmonious balance between two complementary forces is an integral part of nature as the half as the half female half male ardhanareshwar shiva Uh, represents the union of parvati as prakriti the energy force and shiva as purush the true manifestation aspect of the cosmic consciousness brahman both prakriti and purusha are two different aspect of nature and they come together to form a perfect harmonious balance between two complementary forces this is the concept of marriage in vedic philosophy the marriage of two individual is intended to create a harmonious balance very similar to that of ardhaneshwar they come together to form a union becoming an inseparable part of each other life the partner take care of each other need for the rest of their lives with mutual devotion dignity and respect woman is considered as a force or shakti in a man's life how long a martial relationship lasts would depend upon the evolution of that relationship the higher the purpose the longer the union would be the bonds are established between two individual at the level of chakras or energy centers there are 
certain characteristics pertaining to each chakra and the union happen at the level of these characteristics the lowest level is that of basic earthly desire characteristics uh, of the muladhar chakra pertaining to the satisfaction of grosser needs like sharing of wealth and belonging uh, there is no higher purpose of the two partner coming together a little above this is the connection based on sexual desire at the level of swadishthan chakra at the level of physical creation above this above this is the connection established on the plane of power be it social political or economic at the manipurak chakra most marriages exist at the level of attachment when the partner feel that one cannot exist without the other when this is misunderstood when this is misunderstood to be love there are chances of the weakening of the relationship the basic concept behind the marriage is that of the togetherness and oneness and this is found to be lacking in these relationship people tend to get tied up blinded by their own selfishness that they come to value individual need more than the equitable give and take harmonious balance represented by the ardhaneshwar symbol a connection formed on the basis of of love is much higher and has no ties it is established at the anahat chakra the seat of selfless love love can never hold you back it will not tie you down with emotion and condition it is selfless love sets you free because you are happy in the happiness of a person you love unconditionally even rarer are the connection established at the level of vishuddhi chakra that are based on higher form of creativity where people come together when they have risen above their own selfish need and can now think beyond and can now think beyond beyond themselves then come then comes the highest energy center in a being the ajna chakra that is the seat of shiva in the human body the connection formed here is so subtle that in the current flow of circumstances it might be very difficult indeed to find it such a union would be similar to that of shiva and shakti complete in every complete in every respect next is the journey of life a flowing river talk by molana wahid wahiduddin khan next is human human life can be likened to a flowing river what is a river a river is a unique phenomenon of nature in the river fresh water is being added to the existing water at every moment this everyday phenomenon is responsible for the freshness of the river water in the absence of this continuous flow of newly added water the river will lose its freshness it will not be able to maintain its health giving even life giving properties the same method is adopted by nature with regard to human being as we know human being continue to be born generation after generation within a period of 100 year the previous generation is replaced by a fresh set of people if the old water is replaced by f- is old 
if old water is replaced with fresh water in human being this same occurrence takes place in the form of previous generation yielding place to a new generation a great wisdom lies behind this system set up in human life by by nature it aims is that the coming generation should learn its lesson from the experiences of the previous generation by benefiting in this way we may continue our life journey in a far better way this is the previous this is the precious gift of the previous generation to the new generation this is why the phrase old is gold is often used with reference to the older generation for instance a father sees that his son for instance a father sees that his son is intelligent but find that there is one thing wrong with his with his temperament and that is his overconfidence due to this he suffers he suffer losses in life on seeing this the father in the light of his own experience advises him thus my son confidence is good but overconfidence is bad overconfidence is bad this advice is this advice is very harmful to him similarly another parent a mother sees that her son is impatient he cannot wait for anything to take place in the ordinary course of event and she gives him and she gives him advice with reference to her own experience my son life is 1% action and 99% restrained this advice proves very useful to the son similarly another parent find that his daughter does not have the quality of perseverance she is not able to work unflaggingly with others therefore in the light of his experience he advises his daughter my child maturity is the ability to live with things with things you you cannot change this advice of the of the father gives the daughter right guidance she review her action and replans her life and then achieves great success in life these examples shows how important the previous generation is for the new generation the previous generation uh, bequeath its wisdom to the new generation it it passes on such formula as have proved right in the proved right in the light of practical experiences in this way the older generation enables the coming generation to refrain from committing the mistake which people made earlier that led to great losses the truth is the previous generation is a valuable gift of nature to the present to the present generation in our in our life in our life is like flowing river in which fresh water continues to be added fresh water continues to be added at every moment then it will always remain fresh and will never in our life is like flowing water in which fresh water continues to be added at every moment then it will always remain fresh and will 
never become stale on the contrary water that is confined to a close space stagnating in the absence of replenishment will eventually lose its freshness it will become stale even harmful the flowing river is a healthy message given by nature and the experience of many generation of people across continent and cultures would support would support this analogy next is lighting the lamp of love discussed by shri shri ravi shankar uh, for an oil lamp to burn the wick has the wick has to be in the oil yet out of the oil if the wick is doned in oil it cannot bring light life is like the wick of the lamp you have you have to be in the world yet remaining untouched by it if you are drawn in the materialism of the world you cannot bring joy and knowledge in your in your life by being in the world yet not drowning in the worldly aspect of it we can be we can be the light of joy and knowledgeable lamps are lit on this day not just to decorate home but also to communicate this profound truth every human being has some good qualities every lamp that you that you light is symbolic of this by lighting the lamp of wisdom in you you light up latent uh, values and by acquiring knowledge you awaken all the facet of your being when they are lit and awakened it is it is dipavli don't be satisfied with lightning just as just one lamp light a thousand for you need to light many light to dispel the darkness on of ignorance another profound symbolism is in the firecracker in life you often become like a firecracker waiting to waiting to explode with your pent up emotion frustration frustration and anger when you when you suppress your emotion craving aversion hatred you reach a bursting point bursting cracker is a psychological exercise to release bottled up emotion when you see an explosion outside you feel similar sensation within you as well along with the explosion there is so much light let go of these emotion so serenity dawns you can experience newness when you discard these pent up emotions dipavli means to be in the present so drop the regret of the past and the worries of the future and live and live in the and live in the moment sweet and gift symbolizes the the dispelling of the bitterness and renewal of friendship dipavli is a time to throw light on the wisdom you have gained and welcome a new beginning when true wisdom dawns it gives it give rise to celebration but don't let celebration make you lose your focus and awareness to maintain awareness in the midst of celebration the ancient created ritual puja brings sacredness for the same reason dipavli is also the time for pujas that add death to the festivities by infusing the spiritual aspect celebration infuses the spirit of seva or service share share in giving we receive celebration also means dissolving all dissolving all differences 
all differences and basking in the glory of the atman happiness and wisdom have to be spread and that can happen when all come together and celebrate in knowledge dipavli is the celebration of the wisdom thus born for for the one who is not in knowledge dipavli comes only once a year but for the wise dipavli is very dipavli is very this dipavli celebrate with knowledge celebrate with knowledge and take a sankalp intention to serve to serve humanity light the lamp light the lamp of love in your heart the lamp of abundance in your home the lamp of compassion to serve other the lamp of knowledge to dispel the darkness of ignorance and the lamp of gratitude for the abundance that the divine has bestowed on us light dispel darkness and when the darkness of ignorance within you is dispelled through the light of wisdom goodness prevails next is next is karmic law and the dharma of encounter by shantanu nagarkati what is the best way to deal with terrorist naxalitize gangster another similar anti social element and per per perpetrator perpetrator of violence and terror should we take the path of legal action by submitting the case in court of in court of law of pro protracted justice that are known for their long and often tedious procedures or should we simply confront the perpetrator of injustice on the street with the bullet of instant justice these question are not new gursharan das in in his book the difficulty of being good on the subtle art of dharma discusses the quandary that yudhishthira faced in the mahabharata epic debate is useless says the mahabharata there are many scriptures authorities or law book that contradict one another as do the brahmin lawyers the essence of dharma remain a great secret we need to learn dharma from the conduct of the of the great one from the ramayana and the mahabharata and looking at the behavior of divine incarnation like ram and krishna we might get some insight our encounter or extra judicial killing within the boundaries of dharma in the in the kishni kishnidhakand of the ramayana rama hides behind a trees and shoot an arrow that kills the that kills the monkey monkey king wali as he as he battles his brother and drama devotee sugriya while dying wali excuses the lord of transgering transgering dharma by indulging in murder through a concealment rather than by direct confrontation in the battle rama declares that wali has himself indulged in adharma by appropriating his brother's wife further kshatriya dharma is valid only in battle against another kshatriya isn't it in the mahabharata when when a helpless karma left without any weapon is facing an encounter type of death from arjuna he takes the shelter of dharma as protection
Shakuni played a rigged game of dice with Yudhishthira when Arjuna's young son Abhimanyu has encircled in the chakra view and mud and merciless strain as Karan hang his head in in shame the lord instruct instruct a hesitant Arjun to shoot his arrow and kill the defenseless kill the defenseless warrior dharma protect those who uphold dharma those who violate dharma are not entitled to the protection of dharma equality is a spiritual concept for all of us are truly spiritual equal but we need to be careful in putting this concept of equality into the material plane of dispensing justice if we must follow in the footstep of the great ones it could be it could be arguably stated that encounter might have a place only if dispensed by just a flawless agent in the big picture of maintaining law and order in this book beyond good and evil prelude to a philosophy of the future nitraj said when you look into an abyss the abyss also looks into you if you look into evil long enough even as you confront it evil evil could become a part of you so maybe it is best to let the wheel of justice grind faster in current times there might not be the equivalent of the great one who could unravel through example the mystery of dharma hence those who risk taking the law into their own hand must be prepared to face the karmic consequences of their action and like yudhishthira at the conclusion of the mahabharata be ready to experience hell as the pandava prince had to in submission to the karmic law of cause and effect next is following dharma requires deep wisdom discourse by swami nikhilananda saraswati most of the time we grieve for ourselves sage vashishta consoles arjuna by saying that since dashrath maharaj had led a dharmic life after his death he he would attain a higher plane so there is no need to grieve there is no need to grieve for him in the second chapter verse 28 the gita says that being were unmanifest before they were born and will become unmanifest again when they are dead they are manifest only in in the intermediate stage what occasion then for lamentation krishna warned arjuna to look at to look at the being around him and became awareness became aware of his experiences with them people like bhishma bhishma pitama dronacharya and other were unmanifest before they were born for a short time they appeared in these particular form but after but before and after they remained av yakta or unmanifest we exist for a short time in a particular body we interact with each other and then the whole thing is over when we travel when we travel by train we meet and interact with people in our compartment we come to know them for a short time we enjoy their company we may even laugh and share some joke 
but when they leave the compartment we do not hold them back we let them go without grief there is sanskrit saying welcome whatever comes and let go of whatever goes kabir das gives gives the example of leaves of leaves on the trees that are bound together and after feeling down drift off in different direction all of us are moving together in this cosmos with our own with our own goal to achieve with our own desires and expectation we meet with other being for a short while and then depart the right vision enable us to become free krishna explains the different way in which to experience or in which to experience or or understand the truth he begins with the truth as it is first it is important to have the ultimate vision about supreme reality a step below is the holistic understanding about life the law of karma and the path taken by the jiva traveling from one body to another wisdom helps us to overcome grief arjuna ask if atman is eternal then why are we unaware of it krishna replies in the second chapter verse 29 that that the nature of the self is wonderful despite this very rare and a few are the individual who understand the importance of knowing themselves strive sincerely find the right teacher and recognize themselves those who do see the self as a great wonder their intellect are dumbfounded in the face of its grandeur and magnificence similar to the reaction evoked by the majesty of the mountain it is it is a great wonder that without any modification or charge by its own power the self appears as this world it is a marvel and beyond rational thought that the self which is definite appear appear uh, finite and which which is changeless appears to be changing through every through everything is known by the self the self is not known as as an object those who come to recognize this know it to be a great wonder knowledge about other subject is like science mathematics and history is easily available even in spirituality even in spirituality we have different types of gurus like like mantra guru tantra guru upadesh diksha and shiksha gurus they give us knowledge of mantra rituals and moral etiquette but the sadguru who guide and help us recognize the self is the very very rare indeed next is do you have a good relationship with yourself talk by swami brahmadev with consciousness we have created beautiful concept one of them is the idea of relationship whatever we create whatever we discover it is to make this life more comfortable beautiful peaceful and happy the first relationship has to be with oneself you must have a very clear relationship with yourself knowing why you feel the way you do why you think in a particular way the first step is to be aware of is to be aware of your own self why do we want why do we want a relationship for happiness for security we have to establish 
a relationship with the divine and what is divinity the soul you must have a relationship with your psyche that relationship can give you everything you need more than a hundred other relationship the clarity of these two steps evolves over years of learning in daily life how do you find divinity in your partners for exist for instance sincerity and faithfulness are important give without expectation mental vital physical spiritual impulses also create relationship even hunger can create relationship you enter into relationship with food for each particular part of your being you must grow with the relationship with contact and at the same time you must remember that all the possibilities are inside they are not coming from the outside so what you are looking for outside you is inside you you see this box the human body is displaying all the time like a television set when your channels start displaying negative things you can choose to change the you can choose to change the channel you weak when we when we meditate we are feeding the soul and when you feel the hunger of your soul then constant meditation begins and it becomes effortless real meditation begins there and no one can break that meditation it is like when your stomach is empty all you think of is food all your being is looking for food and when you are full you don't think about food at all the the soul food is the divine right now we are making an effort to remember the divine but when we start feeling the hunger we will not have to make the effort it will come naturally orbindo gives this concept of divine life he did not say that life is an illusion that we have to run away from from life or go to the himalayas he just said that life is beautiful and the future of and the future of self is life divine sooner or later when the psyche hunger start and life divine means that here in this world with this situation we have to awaken to the hunger of our being listen and find that hunger when we do that we will start seeing the divine everywhere if we if we feed the psychic the psychic with the influence the vital mental and physical and physical being will transform there will be there will be no ego relationship sore primarily due to ego use your ego but do not allow your ego to use you if you know how to use it it will build you and give many wonderful things if the ego is using you you will see ego everywhere if you are using if you are using ego you will not you will not see e- ego only ego sees ego ego is not made of any substance or material ego is without substance a lack of knowledge a lack of light hate is too much love you never hate someone you don't know we call it hate but hate has also substance of love there it is too much connection next is a way to deal with a way to deal with frozen feeling by warren stag 
डिड वी डिड वी एवर ग्रो अप वेल येस और नो अ पार्ट ऑफ अस डिड अ पार्ट ऑफ अस डिड एंड सम पार्ट ऑफ अस डिड नॉट लेट्स फाइंड आउट हाउ डैट हैपन्स एवरी चाइल्ड एक्सपीरियंसेज ऑल डैट हैपन्स अराउंड हिम विद टोटल अवेयरनेस इन दी फर्स्ट सेवन ईयर्स द चाइल्ड ब्रेन इज लाइक द चाइल्ड ब्रेन इज लाइक अ स्पॉन्ज टेकिंग इन taking in all sensory input and building his his idea of his surrounding as long as the environment is safe the child learns with incredible speed however when the environment when the environment is scary or stressful the child unlearn past learning just as rapidly in the early years of every child life whenever there is shock violence fear or pain these intense emotion are imprinted deeply into memory whenever the same activity whenever the same activity or situation is repeated the nervous system and body consciously subconsciously re experience the memory of that trauma this create a blind spot in the child neurological process and he literally goes blind to any alternative except knee jerk repetitive reaction as an example if a toddler is happily playing with a puppy and gets accidentally scratched scratched or bitten he might forget the incident consciously but never be able to like being around dogs and may not know the reason why all compulsive behavior begins this way begins this way and fortune into adulthood until we are willing to make another choice for instance when a child is learning the alphabet say a b c if there is stress around him like people shouting or judgment like you will never do it right or constant comparison this activity gets fused together with other sensory input like hearing and seeing hearing and seeing and one package of memory is formed from then on whenever he attempt to learn a b c or write he subconsciously remember past event and feeling and the same stress comes online this interferes with his ability to do it well over time the child may even avoid trying to read or write read or write because he believes it is stressful and undoable any emotional situation that takes us out of the present and into the past means that whatever the same kind of emotion crops up later in our life we return to the past for our reference point if that point was at age 3 we find ourselves behaving like a 3 year old we feel like a 3 year old we feel childish and we behave childishly even worse we condemn ourselves for being stupid or or immature and through our immature and through our and through our mental self talk reinforce the problem while desperately searching for a solution whenever we feel deeply stressed our brain and body goes into a fight or or flight response it is good if we can actually fight or run away 
but most time we just freeze emotionally our frozen feeling are the are the cause of this glitch in our learning process we know we should be able to make a positive change but that does not change does not change anything with a sense of helplessness we fear the future and self doubt rules our lives the process of change need not be traumatic we need to understand that whatever pain we experienced in the past because of which we made certain choices were the only recourse we had at the time we could not have done any better because we did not know how to but we should realize that that was then and this is now we can get help from trained professional and learn to unblock the negative emotion fused in our past that affect our positive future we can choose to we can choose to choose again it is up to us it is our it is our movie next is give with humility and take with gratitude by jyoti desai on the verge of crying i could barely express my gratitude saying a simple thank you did not seem adequate for the effort taken by friend in trying to get me a job in a vulnerable phase in my life and so thereafter i must have tried to express my thank many times over till she simply she simply smiled and said it is your time to take taken aback by the reply i perhaps further complimented her on complimented her on her goodness not understanding the not understanding the full import of the word your time to take life life got busy and we lost touch but somewhere inside me but somewhere inside me the word a time to take sat patiently waitingly waiting their turn to play a part in my life the going the going was good the going was good i was now in a position to help others my natural response to all the word of gratitude that were showered on me remained it is all right it is just your time to take there is time to take and there is is a time to give golden word often quoted and yet we only want to give we would rather not take the puzzled look i have received when i have gently said it is a time to take set to set me thinking that what is so loaded in the words a time to take perhaps perhaps it is to do with our upbringing instilled in us is this value about not taking it is a favor about managing alone even in the even in the most difficult of times without seeking support and yet taking is one of the most natural act carried out by each of us since the time we are conceived we take life sustenance from our mother we take love from our sibling we take knowledge from our teacher we take companionship from our friend from our friend we take we take affection we take affection from our pet we we take food from the earth we take warmth from the sun 
and that is an endless list and yet we feel no obligation to all these give us because we are conditioned to we are conditioned to view them as normal life situation our minds are full of suspicion and more so even we are at the receiving end the mind works at a furious pace on the implication or taking of one of the fears is of having to return the the favor immediately or at some point of time in the future and the guilt of ingratitude if we are not able to do so but does it always have to work in that manner perplexing as it may seem there is a far more complicated system at play which is difficult to decode searing searing therefore uh, stressing in abiding by the fundamental principle of giving with humility and taking with gratitude a simple way to resolving confusion moment in this in this endless cycle of take and give every one of us in our lifetime experiences moment when we give on impulse we are stead to give to causes beggars friend stranger do these people give us something in return do we expect them to no but in doing so we experience a strange calm but when we are taken in full of sadness and shame we are forgetting to recognize the moment of calm being experienced by a giver experienced by a giver in this in this endless game of take and give we should just play along taking and giving as life ask us to enjoying the enjoying the gift we take and give without grudging our misfortune for being takers not feeling lesser for having taken or superior for having for having given for having given next is packet of thought full of energy by shivi dua each thought is a prayer and every prayer is answered so watch your thought each thought creates certain vibration in and around us thereby reaching the omnipresent naturally each prayer is answered as soon as it heard and each prayer is heard as soon as it is said the effort that we need to make however is is in ensuring that all our thought are positive all our thought are positive so that our prayers do not keep cancelling each other effect everything that we think about receives energy through our thought when we accept our power we also learn to send our power packet to to the all that give us happiness we stop sending them to those that upset us because we do not want to energize them and increase their role in our future at times when we are praying we might be asking the creator to help us forgive those who have done us wrong while at the other time we might be busy condemning the person for doing the same brooding over the past in the manner will give rise to anger and possibly revenge 
in our ignorance we are sending our power packet to the wrong that we experience the person we believe wronged us and and to the emotion of anger and revenge this will then easily negate those we sent during our prayer for forgiveness later we might even find it convenient to blame the creator for not answering our prayers accepting the past and whatever unpleasant may have taken place help us integrate integrate it in us reminding ourselves that the other person in question is entitled to to his own way of looking at the things and handling his his life help us accept whatever happened between him and us in a neutral manner and move on only then we can continue to create positive vibration and forgive positive vibrations to forgive and forget it really should be accept and forgive accept them as they are and forgiveness follows naturally trying to forget only make us remember it some other time accepting it actually frees us of the burden it was it was about 4 months since we had moved to chandigarh when one morning on her on her way to school the bus my daughter was traveling in met with an accident a truck hit the bus and a wind pane broke and fell on my daughter's hand leaving her with cuts and scratches while narrating while narrating the incident she also told me that all the children in the bus were concerned about her she said despite the blood and the pain she felt good she relocated earlier incident in other in other places we have moved to where it was through some sort of suffering that she got to make friend in the new place she finally said i knew something like this will happen and i will make friends here also needless to say i pointed out to her that it was this belief of us that was creating the this misery for her time and again and that she deserved to make friend wherever wherever she went easily and effortlessly all you have to do is to believe in your power to create your life afresh and send the right power packet out of the universe next chapter is life is beautiful inside and out talk by bal ganga ganga dharnath swami how should we live with joy and exuberance joy should come not only from serving society but also from enjoying the best thing in life just live with them enjoy them you do not have to possess something to enjoy it look at the butterfly its life span is so short yet it enjoy itself thoroughly it goes from flower to flower the most beautiful creation of nature it sucks nectar the sweetest thing in nature give it anything else to eat or drink but to but it chooses only the best 
honey similarly we should speak only sweetly think and live beautifully and enjoy life sweetness is the secret of a beautiful life once we speak sweetly the whole world will speak sweetly to us this should become our nature only bhakti can ensure this because bhakti means love we but what we what do we do in temples we put a stone there and offer archana which means we lavish praise on the stone for all the qualities we value we say you are our father our mother we invoke agni and offer praise not one or two but one crore prayer each time by doing this we invest power in that stone one day a priest adept as he was in in offering worship come home and heaped praise on his wife you can imagine what a happy home she made for him we have to develop the ability to appreciate the good in everyone if we are happy and so are others our speech will become sweet life then becomes easy weightless otherwise the mind is full of problem and we are always ready to fight if we develop satvik qualities wherever we go we will be happy we are also quick to point out different thing that have disturbed or equanimity if you think deeply you will find the fault always lies with others never never do you find yourself at fault actually it is the other way round one day a man felt he needed to see and talk to god he went he went to a forest where he saw a sage sitting in meditation he placed his request the sage told him to collect rain water in the pot and look into it till the mud settled when you see your face in the water you will know you have not gyana gyana the man did has instructed just as the water was becoming clear and when he was beginning to see his face the sage disturbed the pot he did he did his repeatedly finally the seeker got upset oh i am not disturbing it i just shook it said the sage it is in the nature of worldly thing that people keep disturbing or interfering with your with your life and time so if you if you find that someone has put you in a bad mood or you or you cannot say nice word or that when you see a person you remember his bad qualities and find nothing to praise you know that the external world has disturbed the pot in your mind do not let it do so god and everything divine is within you and in and in the everyone around you if there is happiness within you you would not quarrel and to find that happiness you have to find the you have to find the divine in everyone next is one eyed you can light up the world discourse by sadguru always that always that which we logically understand as useful is held up as the highest this is a huge obstruction for it uh, will not allow us to flower into the consciousness that is ultimately the only solution for our well being this solution will not be achieved if we continue to idealize things we do which which only patch up life most of the time we are caught up in the problem of that moment trying to fix it for short term benefit if we ignore problems 
then we will not go away but if you get attached to the problem you become the problem because you will not let it go once you start enjoying the problem you are somehow constantly wishing there wishing there were were problem otherwise what should you what should you do if every one of us can light up within if you can become a solution so that you do not create problem neither for yourself nor the others who are around then we do not have to go about solving problems anymore we have to think how to light up the whole world because that is the ultimate solution what does lighting up the world mean it has been expressed in so many beautiful way jesus said if therefore thine eye be single thy whole body shall be full of light it means if you had only one eye instead or two your whole body your whole body would light up when we say two eyes we are not just talking about the visual apparatus we are talking about the discriminatory mind the right and the left the ida and the pingala the masculine and the feminine that are causing duality leading to confusion all polarized in existence are essentially created by your mind if you transcend the limitation of your logical mind suddenly there are no polarity there are one exuberant existence transcending the limitation of the discriminatory mind traditionally is referred to as samadhi that means you have attained to an equanimous state you have become one eyed once you have become one eyed you see everything alike suddenly your body is lit up from inside if you close your eyes you are not in darkness anymore it is bright when you are looking at your life only as a survival process discrimination is must if you walk out on the street you are like any animal in the forest constantly looking who is okay who is not okay where is the danger where is a friend where is the enemy if you live in that condition survival gets taken care of but if this discriminatory process exceeds its limitation everything in existence becomes uh, regiment regimented the discriminatory mind is useful only for survival but it can go to extreme if you want to perceive life for what is really is you need one eye not two the two will help you to survive that's all it is just that over a period of time the survival process has gotten extremely complicated at one time survival used to be just food in the stomach now it has become many many thing constantly complicating the survival process will present you with many problem and of course you could preoccupy yourself with inventing problem and trying to find solution if you are looking for an external light source you will always remain a beggar unless the source of light becomes you you will always be at somebody else mercy you will always feel inadequate the idea of walking this spiritual path is to overcome that inadequacy next is beware of lurking near enemies by margaret theophil in buddhist teaching the four the four brahma viharas translated as the immeasurable divine abodes or divine abiding are metta or loving kindness karuna or compassion muddita or sympathetic joy and upeksha or equanimity these are not just 
दीज आर नॉट जस्ट इमोशंस वी मे वी मे और मे नॉट फील दे आर स्टेट दैट वी कल्टिवेट ऑन आवर जर्नी टू बींग फूली अवेकेंड द बुद्धा टॉट हिज सन राहुला प्रैक्टिस लविंग काइंडनेस टू ओवरकम एंगर लविंग काइंडनेस हैज द कैपेसिटी टू ब्रिंग हैप्पीनेस टू अदर विदाउट डिमांडिंग एनीथिंग इन रिटर्न प्रैक्टिस कंपैशन टू ओवरकम क्रुअलिटी कंपैशन हैज द कैपेसिटी टू रिमूव द सफरिंग ऑफ अदर्स विदाउट एक्सपेक्टिंग एनीथिंग इन रिटर्न प्रैक्टिस सिंपैथेटिक जॉय टू ओवरकम हेट्रेड सिंपैथेटिक जॉय arises when one rejoices over the happiness of others and wishes others well-being and success practice equanimity to overcome prejudice equanimity is looking at all things openly and equally do not reject one thing only to chase after after another i call these the four immeasurable practice them and you will become a refreshing source of vitality and happiness for other Although each of these state is a mark of wakefulness and evolving, each can be confused with a condition that mimics the true state, but actually arises out of fear and is aptly referred to as a near enemy. When we strive to follow a path like a Brahma Viharas, we may not find it too difficult to identify. and perhaps steer away from their absolute opposites sometimes referred to as far enemies which are anger cruelty envy and bias much less easy to notice to notice are the near enemies as they cunningly masquerade as a spiritual quality being subtle disguised version of what we might ordinarily see as pure and wholesome one thing that make these distinct from the four divine abode is that this path is essentially about connecting to the deepest part of ourselves as well as to the other being the near enemies end up being about realization or separation and moral and the desire to control the near enemy of compassion is pity a superior attitude setting us above or apart from suffering around us turning it to the kind of unhealthy spectator sport the near enemy of sympathetic joy is comparison checking whether we have or are more the same or less than another manifestation range from hypocritical humility to even over identifying with success of others especially those near to us the near enemy of equanimity is indifference the true equanimity is about balance and acceptance in any situation indifference is withdrawal and not caring often numbing us to need to stand and act for justice without examining these near enemies that create separation our spiritual life stagnates and our awareness cannot continue to grow wise teachers suggest that we need to work on near enemies not as something to ignore or roughly discard but to first know as intimates after all they are termed near ones by drawing on our inherent gift of self reflection and self awareness this we do mainly by applying loving kindness and compassion sympathetic joy and equanimity to ourselves first and then to others enabling us to become those 
refreshing sources of vitality and happiness for others that the buddha buddha taught next is unlock your energy through yoga by sadguru jaggi vasudev uh when we say yoga for many of you it might mean some impossible physical posture yoga means to be in a perfect tune when you are in yoga your mind body spirit and existence are in absolute harmony when you are finding yourself to a point where everything functions beautifully when you do the best of your ability when it just flow out of you when you are happy your energy function better have you noticed that when you are happy you have endless energy even if you don't eat or sleep you can go on and on so just a little happiness liberates you from your normal limitation of energy and capability yoga is a science of activating your inner energies in such a way that your body mind and emotion function at their highest peak when your body and mind function in in a completely different state of relaxation and certain level of blissfulness you can be released uh, f- from so much suffering right now you come and sit in your office and you have a nagging headache your headache is not a major disease but it takes away your capability for the day with the practice of yoga your body and mind will be at the highest possible peak there are other dimension to yoga when you activate your energies you can function in a different way as you are sitting here right now you consider yourself to be a person you are identified with many things but what call myself is actually just a certain amount of energy modern science says that the whole of existence is energy manifesting itself in different way if this is so then you are also a little bit of energy functioning in a particular way as far as science is concerned this same energy which you call myself can be a rock mud tree dog or you everything is the same energy functioning at the different level of capability similarly among similarly among human being through we are all made of same energy and we still do not function at the same level of capability what you call capability or talent your creativity is a certain way your energy function this energy in one plant it function to create roses in another it functions to create jasmine but it is the same energy manifesting itself if you gain some mastery over your own energy things that you never imagined possible you will do simply and naturally this is experience of people who have started doing these yogic practice it is the inner technology of creating situation the way you want the way you want them with the material that we build a huge building today people used to build the little huts we we thought we could only dig mud and make pot or bricks now we dig the same earth and make computer cars and even spacecraft it is the same energy that we have just started using it for higher possibilities our inner in- energies are like that there is a technology as to how to use this energy for higher possibility every human being must explore and know this otherwise life becomes limited and accidental once you activate your inner energy your capability happens 
in a different sphere altogether yoga is a tool to find ultimate to find ultimate expression to to life when bliss alone exists can there be can there be sorrow discourse by swami chidananda the all pervading pervading reality that is the center of your being is experienced is experienced a pure bliss the experience is non dual for no second factor exist if brahman is bliss and brahman alone exist nothing else exist if only bliss exist there can be no sorrow then why is it that psychiatrists thrive why do people commit suicide why do we need to send letters of condolences where does sorrow come from when brahman a bliss is all pervasive should not everything be filled with the light of this world instead of the guru of ignorance we speak of the guru as one who removes darkness where is the darkness when everything is filled with light that comes from within you maybe this is something non dualistic says that most christians muslims jews and many hindus are not as many vadis they get they do believe in a universal god the kingdom of heaven is is within you when the presence of god is within and he is bliss how can one have sorrow it is a paradox perhaps we are not perpetuated by the contradiction because we are too busy satisfying our senses fulfilling our desires seeking sensation getting enmeshed in names and form and their changeful play to resolve this paradox there must be clarity within several planes of consciousness coexist we need concern ourselves with only with only two of them when you are when you are present minded then you are conscious that i am in uttarakhand in muni muni ki reti on the on the banks of the ganga in sivananda ashram in the samadhi hall early morning in the spiritual presence of gurudev but if you imagine that you are in america or canada then at the same time you are not here on the mental plane if you have switched channel then you are only perceiving and experiencing whatever is there and other channel do not exist your body is sitting here but you are not here so it is possible for layer of consciousness to coexist simultaneously in one and the same time and the same time space frame in this mental consciousness active in the waking state also present is your true consciousness your true plane you are pure bereft of this samsara cast off the sleep of delusion you are beyond this perceived play this perceived drishya or appearance this jagat jal or world illusion of name and form you are beyond this some some saramaya in your other plane of consciousness the plane of the plane of your nija swarupa your eternal real identity real identity so seemingly there is a contradiction but there is no contradiction 
बिकॉज द ब्लिस ऑफ ब्राह्मण इज नेवर एक्सपीरियंस डैट प्लेन इज नेवर एक्टिव बट अ स्ट्रेंज डिल्यूशन इज देयर हेलूसिनेशन थिंकिंग ओ येस आई नो आई एम ब्राह्मण बियॉन्ड माया बींग इन माया वन सेज आई एम ब्राह्मण बियॉन्ड माया वी समटाइम्स इमेजिन दैट वी आर इन स्परिचुअल कॉन्शियसनेस whereas this is only an idea in the mind it is not the true spiritual plane of consciousness out of 1 lakh sadhakas 9000 99000 are living a spiritual life outwardly but in fact their entire life is lived upon lived only upon the mental plane only upon the psychological plane of consciousness very rarely does not rise above the psychological plane of consciousness because to do so require immense intense alertness and this can only come with hard spiritual practice next is what we really need is lot of love by radhanath by radhanath swami we sometimes thinks why are we so greedy for land and property why are we motivated by political desire sometimes it is hard to love like this we should not detest the disease we should try to rid the disease because all living creatures are connected with one another if we cannot love the violent cruel hearted hateful and envious we then we cannot love anyone just as iron is naturally attracted to a magnet the soul of every uh, living being is naturally attracted to god who is who is like a supreme magnet then why do so many engage in undogly activity just as a piece of iron covered by dust or rust is not attracted to a magnet the soul covered by lust greed envy pride anger and illusion is not attracted to god so people are diseased but we should love the we should love the one who is suffering from this disease people are ruining their lives because their because their pure consciousness is obscured by illusion and ignorance when it is when it is night it is difficult to see what is what who is who where we are ignorance means you do not know ignorance is due to darkness but as soon as the sun rises everything is revealed as it is similarly when the light when the light within us is allowed is allowed to shine all ignorance is dispelled the sun of knowledge god is within all of us then why are we in darkness simply because we cannot perceive his presence when there are when there are dark cloud you cannot see the sun so the cloud of ignorance which is the root disease which create all the symptom in the form of unwanted activities and thought is covering the pure light of the divine within us yoga is a means to to dissipate the cloud and allow the sun of love the sun of the sun of peace the pure light of the divine presence of the lord within our heart to shine and give light to everyone the supreme occupation of all humanity is is to give light to the world not to contribute to the darkness if you are not part of the solution you are a part of the problem it is duty of each one of us it is the highest expression of love to purity your own heart if you if you do not have something how can you give it to others you can only give what you have 
what we need is not more technology not more scientific research this world does not more food there is a plenty of food but it is being dumped in the ocean or buried under the ground what we need is love if we do not have love what can we give we simply remain a part of the problem therefore purification of the heart is the divine responsibility of each one of us when our heart are pure pure like a sun love will emanate in all direction for everyone does the sun discriminate that this is dragonify this is this is a dog this is a native american this is an indian this is businessman and this is the president of the united states no the pure heart shines love all around in the same way as the sun when we purify our heart we transcend all boundaries of sectarianism all boundaries of selfishness and we can be the true servant well wisher and friend of every living being next is of fallen trees and and the cycle of life by aruna jetwani the cyclone hit the coast the wind went wild it whirled and whisted and then struck trees with all its might three huge trees outside the compound came crashing down we panicked seeing the root upside down and the heavy trunks flat on the ground my helpmate ujwal began to fill up was she going to cry what happened i asked her so what if they are trees they breathe like us they are dead all three of them there was no denying the fact that the trees were that the trees were indeed dead but there was but there was no way to tell her that whatever had happened was for the best after wiping her tears she asked why why has nature been why has nature been so unkind to them nature has its own guarded secret i had noticed the incline of the trees and the branches that were bending toward the earth a few days ago i had i had even told her on an earlier occasion the trees are taking too much energy from the earth i had i had read that trees bending low the trees bending too low were not begin to earth so what said ujwala they screen the they screen the sun and give shade to shepherd who roam around with their with their flock of sheep the children come to play and it was a home to an all who visited every night i said they had sucked enough energy from the earth nature had to intervene and put them to sleep nature has its own way of dealing with situation nature is kind it is also just i continue to make ujwal feel better nature could not bear the suffering of the earth moreover the people who came to play on the ground had also created a lot of energy negative energy you had seen how how rough the boxers were with those trees sport when played as competition is not always healthy i explained ujwal frowned visibly in her innocence she said the trees were not healthy because we had not nurtured them well we we should have watered them 
when the summer elongated and the monsoon was delayed that was partly true the delayed monsoon had weakened their route to get ujwal out of her guilt feeling and her and her bereavement we offered a prayer a a requiem saying thank you god for giving us joy of the trees for two decades may their root be washed by the rain and purified maybe the tree spirit float free in peace may their seeds sprout again the prayer seemed to have little effect on ujwala the torrent of rain continued and she began to shiver it is not right why should the trees be uprooted and a prayer and a prayer without the ritual of without the ritual of burning incense is an insult to the trees okay go out in the lashing rain and do the agarbatti ritual if by doing so she would get a sense of closure so be it the next morning the sky was clear the rain had the rain had stopped ujwal carried 12 agarbatti sticks to the to the open open ground and that was that was littered with hundred of branches of fallen trees she lit the agarbatti near the open root of trees and offered her own prayers little girls had gathered around they were picking up twigs and making them into bundles to carry home i carried i called out to a little girl in a torn sari i am collecting wood for fuel we had no fire in the heart for many days the joy on her face was revealing light the incense and celebrate i hollered to ujwala nature has been merciful to all these hungry kid i think ujwala understood understood this cycle continues the slow and steady get to know the ultimate my moni mohan bhatacharya slow and steady win the race so goes the proverb spiritual development leading to nirvana or truth realization takes a long period of time following following strict adherence to certain principle ratnakar the ratnakar the dreaded decoit was was transformed as as varimiki as he wrote the ramayana after long years of meditation in the story of pandavas arjuna was blessed with the divine grace of with the divine grace of krishna but as the lord himself reminded arjuna before attained this state arjuna had to pass through many births which he had totally forgotten the jataka tale says that had to experience several births before being enlightened spiritual development is a slow process demanding sustained and committed effort some might think it to be a boring process however it is highly rewarding one for it brings lasting peace to an avid seeker spirituality cannot however be thrust upon anybody not can the process not can the process of spiritual evolution and the learning process be crunched as a crash course any any forcible attempt in this regard proves futile to attain nirvana or divine enlightenment is the ultimate goal of human life and surely this is the supreme divine gift for any real seeker 
because in because in this mundane world any other material gain is considered trivial in comparison in physical science we come across an interesting analogy of the spiritual path in the form of one reversible path in in thermodynamics work can work can be accomplished by two different ways namely reversible and पाँच मिनट दे दो रिवर्सिबल एंड इर रिवर्सिबल ऑल नेचुरल प्रोसेस आर कॉल्ड इर रिवर्सिबल एज दे टेक प्लेस एप्रप्टली और स्पॉन्टेनसली फॉर एग्जाम्पल वाटर फ्लो स्पॉन्टेनसली फ्राम अ हायर लेवल टू अ लोअर लेवल और अ गैस और अ गैस इन साइड अ सिलेंडर कम्स आउट इफ देर इज अ लीक बाय सो डूइंग दे ऑल्सो मेक चेंजेस इन दी सराउंडिंग हाउ एवर द रिवर्सिबल पाथ इज कम्प्लीटली डिफरेंट ऑल दो वन can accomplish although one can accomplish a change both reversibly and irreversibly the result are however different in the two cases as the mechanism of the two path are quite different a reversible path is a slow process so so much so that the change does not affect the ambience at all or in the language of thermo dynamics it is always in equilibrium with the surrounding because of the slowness of the process as also the fact that it does not inflict any injury to the surrounding it takes a pretty long time to go from one state to another in order to get maximum benefit one show follow the reversible path the irreversible path yield much less in comparison as it involves sudden change it involves sudden change so in the physical plane also a disciplined effort yield more dividend than in the case of an indisciplined one the reversible path can also be reversed to an initial state without disturbing the surrounding in the way in the same way as followed in the forward moving case the resemblance here is also surprising as a divine seeker in the exalted state may slowly come down to the normal state for the benefit of mankind now the question arises as to why slowness becomes the prerequisite for attaining spiritual enlightenment for human being the plausible answer may be that the human mind is expansive the fastest moving complex system which is otherwise almost impossible to restrain needs the nagging slowness for a considerable period of time is the perfect antidote to control it so that each and every minute level of mind can be focused and sensitized to the maximum to the maximum effect what a wonderful what a wonderful world amit parekh it is a great movie with an impressive star cast huge huge beautiful stage and a great story i have to give I have to give it 5 stars the heart of the movie the heart of a movie is a story the story is complex yet so simple charged with emotion action mystery love violence drama there is nothing that is not there in this movie the director is very creative so original and intelligent she interwoven diverse subject with a equally diverse cast the actors have become one with the character they are enacting the set is grand 
एंड द डिजाइन इंटी इनिमिटेबल सो मच सो डैट डिवाइडिंग वन अटेंशन बिटवीन द ड्रामा एंड द सेट बिकम्स अ डार्क टास्क इंडीड द डायरेक्टर इज ऑल्सो द प्रोड्यूसर इन्वेस्टिंग इन्वेस्टिंग कंसिडरेबली इन द प्रोजेक्ट शी इज ऑल्सो शी इज ऑल्सो द स्टोरी राइटर सेट डिजाइनर लिरिसिस्ट एडिटर कैमरा मैन एंड द एक्टर्स डू देयर पार्ट यू हैव अ प्रेटी बिग यू हैव अ प्रेटी बिग रोल इन द फिल्म एंड यू टू एक्ट सो वेल इवन इवन थ्रू यू रियली आर नॉट वट यू वट यू पोट्रे योर सेल्फ टू बी आई मीन look at you deep within you are so beautiful so powerful intelligent yet you are playing so so convincingly the role of a powerless lost character who does not even know who he is it is a riveting performance it does seem through what you have allowed yourself to be overtaken by the role playing you have been you have been acting almost you have been acting almost since you were born right you wish to know what the movie called don't pretend you don't you don't know it is all around you you don't you know it they come out of a movie i know acting is fun but believe me sitting in the audience and watching the movie could be fun too i have just asked the director to cut my role and let me enjoy it sitting in the audience she just showed me a trick guess what i can do both at the time act as well and observe simultaneously all you have to do is well you know it is in your heart next is the best speaking tree present a selection of articles from the column the speaking tree that appears daily in the edit page of the times of india ever since in the column began in 1995 its open non denominational approach to spirituality has been widely read and appreciated indeed for many times of india readers uh, the speaking tree has grown to become a place of retreat and contemplating amidst the death decide and destruction that populates the rest of the newspaper articles in this column are essentially timeless and can be read anytime anywhere since they talk of issue and ideas that evoke our higher consciousness and so are eternal this volume of the speaking tree present the best articles the best articles of year 2000 of year 2009